Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, when I messaged you, uh, that you wanted to have your, um, your boyfriend on as well, because I just did, I would like to do more of those like couple, mm-hmm. you know, couples or whatever. Uh, I just did one with a couple in the UK. I had done a podcast with uh, red Panda, red Panda airsoft, uh, in the UK. I did one with her by herself, uh, months ago. And then while we were talking, she was like, I said, Hey, you know, because during the conversation, she was like, you know, my boyfriend got me into it. Yeah. And um, he actually <laughs> took her shooting for the first, that was their first date, like this, um, yeah. like an airsoft shooting range. And uh, with these cool uh, attack sense targets or whatever. So uh, I was like, well, we should have Marcus on, you know, in the future. So we just did one yeah. uh, just last week or something, you know, two weeks ago. So it was cool. Now, did you want to have uh, your boyfriend on now, or? I guess that's kind of up to you. I'm not sure how you wanted to have things going. I've got him just behind me. We're, we're actually in a studio right now where he works, um, so he set his desk just behind me. Uh, it looks cool. Yeah, here let me give you a little. I like that. Sound. Yeah, give it, give it tour because I like those walls. I like to give the tour, babe, since this is this is your workspace. It's pretty messy. Well, it's it's yeah, it's a little messy. That's hey, all right. Um, What's up, buddy? What is happening? Yeah, like, uh, so I pretty much work all day. It's a recording studio. It's a bit of a mess, but dude, it's cool. TV for the system. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the sound deafening panels. Oh yeah, no, that helps a lot. Yeah, these are super useful. And then all these light panels up here, these are all like uh, animated lights, so each bulb can be controlled individually, so you can animate like the style. And they go oh, around yeah. the booth, and they go inside the booth behind the TV, and yeah, all the lights can change. Every light in the house is a smart light, so we just have Alexas everywhere, and you just tell the whole house to do whatever you want it to do. Very cool. Yeah. Yes, There's baby girl. Hello. So is this is this to uh, have to do with, or does this have to do with the uh, bunker studio, yeah. or yes. really is? Yep, that's him. That oh, is really? The name of the business, yes, sir. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I saw your link on your Instagram. Yep. And uh, and then I I looked through a bunch of those, and I saw both of you guys like in every yep. picture, and I was like, <laughs> I wonder if that's their studio. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's us. But the post that you're talking about tagging, I believe I was wearing the t-shirt version of this. Yep. So this is our recent endeavor, milsimfinder.com, which I'm very excited about because for me, I'm a little bit newer to airsoft. I played it a little bit as a teenager, but it was more like with other friends that like had a few CO2 pistols and we would play at our friend's like field because they had like a farm. If it wasn't corn season, you could just go and play in the cornfield. Right. Um, so as an adult, I've always like loved going to the shooting range, practicing firearms. Love that. I love first person shooter games. I'm a, I'm a big VR gamer. Check myself. 
So that's how I kind of usually get that out. But there's a resource. But we were noticing it's a lot harder to like find events, places to go and play where there's you know varying sizes events in just one spot. You always have to go around and find a bunch of different websites or groups on Facebook. So we're trying to make so that if you just go to MiddlesonFinder.com, we have as many events as we can find. We're constantly updating it. You can go and if you have an event that we don't have, you can submit it to us on the website. We'll update it, add it to the website. So it's just easier to find events to play at yeah. for everybody. That's very cool. They're soft, right? So, yeah. Finder. Well, I like that because uh, that that is the issue that, you know, these guys have had. The, the guys that started, you know, when we started our channel, our YouTube channel, that was my first, you know, this is three years ago. So if you don't know our history, two of my sons and their best friend started playing airsoft three years ago. And uh, I was coming out of being paralyzed. I needed something to do. So I started filming all their stuff. So uh, I didn't care about airsoft at the time. Like I, I just needed something to keep me sane. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> so I started, I would have never thought, honestly, I would have never thought to start a YouTube channel before I got sick. I was... Uh, just, you know, I worked a lot of overtime. I worked in factories and then at home, you know, we had five kids. I was just, we were busy, you know, so <laughs> I was just, uh, I was always one of those guys. Hey, I'd just rather go outside and chop wood or do something outside. So, uh, but being laid up is what made me start a YouTube channel. Well, then these guys started playing airsoft. I was like, Hey, uh, let's, let's start a channel. So hey, yeah, that's, and, and when they would talk about finding events, they're going on all – they had to, you know, follow like 10 or 12 or 15 oh, different Facebook pages. Exactly. And I'm like, dude, I don't even like getting on Facebook. Why do I have to – isn't there one spot? So no, that was the thing. And the thing is they're also – like we've noticed too, there they are some that exist where it's like uh, there's either a forum that keeps like a post on a forum they have to log into to see all of them or it's like a – there's another website. It's a big website. I forgot what it's called, but they have like it's a map of the country. But the issue is, you have to click on a state, you have to click on the category, you have to click on a thing, and it'll just show you that a little bit. It's not mobile friendly. So the idea is, I do. So I, I full time, I'm a studio engineer, but I also do music videos, uh, artists' websites, uh, small business websites, marketing for artists, small businesses because they're pretty much one and the same. Um, and I was like, okay, well, how nice would it be if I had a well, specific, specifically a mobile friendly site where it's like just as simple as it can be. You go to the website, you scroll down, and it's chronological across the country because most people will travel, like the big Muslim players, like they, ourselves will go and we'll, we'll travel around as well and things like that. And the big players that we know and meet, meet along the way, they're like, oh, yeah, I flew to, from Cali to you know South Carolina or I'm from another country, and I came to the United States to do some Muslim events and da 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 And, um, yeah, and basically, uh, yeah, there it is, yeah, the Muslim Finder website just... On here, scroll down and click something that takes you right to wherever the event site is. But, um, but it is, yeah. So if if you want to find events, you want to get into you know kind of more Milsim airsoft, you have this many resources too. Where it's like um, we have our Facebook group, which already you know just got a typical group where it's um, you could post stuff on there and just find events and things like that. Just another airsoft group that's kind of it's more designed towards oh, if you share an event on here, you know, you're ready to submit events and things like that. Um, we have that uh, little here, uh, some merch, some money, like t-shirts, things like that. But yeah, also the Milsim resources where it's like, if you want to get into airsoft, you want to find organizers, you want to do anything of that sort. If you go to the resources, they, we have all the organizers that we found so far. If we have an event from them, they're on our list of organizers. So all their main websites or main YouTube 
uh, sorry, uh, Facebook pages or wherever they are active most. Yeah. Lists of all them. There's some YouTubers of like that. I think we have you listed on there as well. Um, different, different Facebook groups, things like that. Yeah. Where basically anything that anything that's anybody airsoft that's trying to push, you know, some sort of airsoft mill sim, you know, even speedsoft, you know, things like that. People, yeah. Sure. And people that do all kinds of airsoft, uh, particularly, I believe most of the milsim, because from what we've gathered, people that like playing milsims um, are not saying, oh, yeah, we don't like to play with kids. We don't like to do things like that. It's more of like um, you can go to pretty much any airsoft field and you can go and play. There'll be airsoft days. Yes, you go play open play. It's so like you know, paintball, hop in there, bell rings for each other to, to bits come out or, hey, a little mini milsim day, things like that. But people like, you know, we we love doing that. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, if we are going to take the time out of our busy schedules and do something, we would like to have almost like a, be a vacation in a way where it's okay. Let's go play airsoft. We're going for two, three, four days to an event. And it's, you know, going to be an extreme thing. We meet a lot of friends, a lot of cool stuff, and it's unlike anything else. So that's why we kind of dedicated the Milsim finder site to mostly Milsim events is because mm-hmm. people like, you know, like, I'm sure like yourself and other people, we know that, Hey, that feel we don't want to use Facebook. That sucks. We don't want to use Instagram. That sucks. We don't want to have to go on his forum and log in and scroll down these things. That sucks. Yeah. So, you know, and especially veterans too and stuff like that. They don't want to, oh, yeah. you know, most of them, they don't want to give a crap of computer crap. They just want to go and start shooting stuff and have some fun with their friends. Yeah, well, we like, we like things that yeah. are streamlined, you know, exactly. very efficient. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. For information, go, like, right especially information, like, bro, yeah. don't make me click 20 things to get to one information. Like, yeah. just have it right here, you know, like. Yeah, and I'm a exactly. tech guy. I don't like doing that. So, you know. Right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. So you, you guys are. Uh, bringing people together with uh, with that, you know, because kind of linking everybody, yeah, uh, yeah, all of these different, you know, airsofters and stuff. But yeah, I can understand the uh, the milsim thing. People are more invested with a milsim if they're willing to go to a three day milsim. You know, they have to buy a hundred plus dollar ticket, one hundred fifty dollar ticket, whatever. Uh, they have to, you know, invest in a lot of gear for that event, specialty gear sometimes with whatever uniform, you know whatever color uniform they're going with. And then uh, a lot of, you know, BBs and make sure they have backup guns because they're there for three days. So, uh, and then they travel a lot. So they're way more invested. So I guess you would, you know, uh, more so I think than speed softers. Speed softers might travel, you know, here and there, but it's usually, they don't have a three-day speed soft event typically, you know, unless it's a big tournament. Yep. And then the last thing, too, last thing that I probably mentioned is that um, well, the other thing we're starting up that we found also being an issue, um, especially on Facebook and things of that nature, is kind of an experiment. But, I mean, it's not an experiment. It's something that could be used generally. But the purpose of it was an experiment where MilsimBST.com, it's Milsim Buy, Sell, Trade. The idea is that Facebook, you can't put a post of a airsoft gun. You can't do whatever and say, oh, I want to buy a sell. Is anyone can find a part for this? Things like that. It's a big no-no. What they don't seem to worry about from that way of gathering are links to things. So what you design, basically, a it's like a, a really super modernized, featureful, free, buy, sell, trade group. You have airsoft stuff. Regards people, please, we're trying to populate it. You know, it could be anything. You have a magazine, you have a gun, you have whatever you want. You're looking to buy something, you have services, you know, it's, um, if you have like, a, if you're a repair person, or if you do patches, whatever, there's stuff for buying, selling, trading, and then services. You can put yourself on there super quickly and easy, but then when you link that link to Facebook, it's got the name we designed it has the, the picture, name, price, description, location, and it's all within a link in Facebook. So if you say, share this link, hey guys, I got some new stuff to sell, 
you're not hosting any of that data on Facebook, but a link to an offsite website, which is a marketplace. So gotcha. you, um, so like if you say an e-bike, uh, you know, like they, they are uh, evic and, um, Novrich and stuff like that. They put ads on things like that. They'll feature products on an ad link. That's like, you know, maybe against, you can't have, you know, body armor, just like you can't have guns. Oh, look at, we have the new, uh, the new plate carrier. Check this out. And the guy's holding the rifle is a plate carrier on. Well, that is a, a link that's, uh, you click it's offsite from Facebook. So it seems that's the way they get around yeah. doing stuff. So the idea is if you're, wanting to share your, your, your guns around a Facebook group, hypothetically, you'll post it on Milson BSC, which you can just go shop for stuff anyway, but then you can link that to Facebook and it shouldn't give you any strikes. It should be like a good tool to super easily on your phone or computer, publish something and then link it to Facebook uh, on the yeah. group and whatnot. But yeah, MilsonBST.com. It's, I believe I have the link on Milson Finder. I was getting it, getting it jump started. So I didn't put the link on there right away, but I think yeah. now, but um, yeah, it's a nice, super modernized buy sell trade group that um, hopefully, once it gets more populated, um, will be a pretty useful tool as well. Now, how long? Uh, how long have you guys, uh, or when did you start this Milsim Finder? Um, how long has it been up? I probably now maybe four or five. Months. Actually, I can look. I was looking. At, I was looking at the metrics um, just a second ago. Maybe we're talking about making it to ice. No, I expect to we had. We, we, want, we wanted to bring patches and stuff for. Hopefully, we wanted to advertise. Yeah, we, get but we put in for I expect. Yeah, we want to get some find their little patches made. Yeah, yeah, yeah just. But um, uh, yeah, no, it's think, a cool. Think, uh, it's a cool logo too. Thank you. I was, I was, I wanted, I was thinking. Okay, I want to put something together where, you know, it's airsoft, and you know, with all the companies I work with and my clients, my music stuff, things like that. I'm, I'm one of those guys where, like, uh, I'm not like one of the I'm not a, a PC person. You know, so it's like I like to do things where, OK, how, how can I interject my humor somehow into or quirking to make something a logo? Where So I figure, OK, how can I milsify? How can I do something with an MF that, you know, it's like like the logo itself is kind of cool to look at because, you know, it's just like a dude. But, you know, it's this big MF thing against Milsim Finder. But, right. you know, I, I was I've been wanting to do something more fancy and a little more. Yeah, when you, when you first see the MF, you think it's something else, and then yeah, yeah that's exactly. oh, it's Mil- yeah. oh, it's Milson Fighter. Okay, okay, yeah. that's why I think okay, <laughs> t-shirts and badges will be cool. Maybe we can hopefully fund the site and stuff like that with it, and um, you know, but like uh, I figured, which airsoft is so it's it's perfect. Yeah, and I had to make this little dude here. I started with it actually. This is like pieces of like four different like soldier silhouettes I put together, so I had my own copyright. Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right. You make it unique. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So you guys, uh, so when did you start the bunker stuff? Oh, I've been doing that for like 10 years almost now. Oh, okay. Did my full-time job for about four or five years. Um, did a part-time. I worked with, um, Oculus before the Facebook, the the VR company, the marketing, I did marketing for them. And then for a few years and before that, um, I did, um, uh, was an Apple technician, funny enough, when I was in college, and did some YouTube stuff with some MCNs with some really big artists uh, in California. And yeah, I came here. Um, they lived all over the world, but then came here in St. Louis because I figured, you know, great spot to start a music business because, well, you know, it's better to be kind of like that bigger fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond kind of idea. And it seems that, you know, there's so many Fortune 500 companies out here, properties, cheap labor is cheap, uh, tax. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, and for musicians, like there's not really like, uh, you know, there, it's one of those cities where 
the big music city, but it's not yet like it had its time in the past. And it's, it's, it's every city has like their, their moment and stuff like that for a few years. And, you know, it's the idea that oh, St. Louis is going to be the next big hip hop city uh, after Chicago and Atlanta and, you know, Texas, all those die out and, you know, keep looking for some new artists and, you know, be here to kind of help push that wave. And, you know, and there's enough artists out here to sure as hell make a, a living doing it. I was an engineer and videographer and stuff. And, you know, I do a lot of shows as well. And so were you uh, were you a musician before? Did you play an instrument or so were you into I, music I, before that? Like growing I, up? So when I was in high school, uh, so two things. When I was in high school, uh, um, there's actually a class that was rock band. And you actually made a metal band. It was one of the classes in high school I had when I was in Argentina. So I played a lot of, you know, physical instrument stuff and band stuff like that. But then most of the time, though, I, was, I, I DJed a lot. I DJed for like eight years um, before and sort of in the beginning of me doing engineering where I DJed all over the place here in the United States and clubs, Europe, Amsterdam, Argentina, and loved the hell out of that. It was tons of fun. And that kind of got me into the rhythm of music and being like, okay, yeah, no, there's a large audiences. It's, you know, it's like economies of scale for a lot of the streaming stuff and show stuff. So it's, you know, how can I, you know, take my entrepreneurial spirit and do it in something that I have, you know, passionate. In this case, you know, videography, uh, you know, music, marketing, websites, you know, small business incubation, things like that. There's nothing else I'd rather do with my time. So, you know, it works out. <laughs> I can make a living doing it. Yeah. You know, uh, Grace, were you, uh, were you into sure music that. as well before, yeah. like growing up? Yes. Yeah, so actually I am a classically trained musician and I've been doing music since I can remember. My sister started getting piano lessons probably when she was four or five. And my parents were very remiss when I would sneak out at night to the piano and try and play what I heard my sister play earlier. They're like, we have to get her lessons. This is ridiculous. It at least needs to sound good. Mm-hmm. So been playing piano since I was about four, I think. And then ended up keeping up with it through middle school. And in high school, I started training more seriously for college. Um, in college, I was able to I mean, perform pieces that were like 20 pages long, just memorized. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, classically trained piano player. But for me, the vocals are my passion. I've always loved singing. I've always loved choir. I've got to perform in three operas, and I've gotten to perform at St. Louis Symphony Power Hall, Powell Hall with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, I believe, 10 total performances, but it was three different shows. Wow. So it's been, yeah, oh, it's yeah. been a really, really incredible experience. I love performing. I love music. I also love teaching. Kids are a huge passion of mine. I used to teach when I was in high school as well, had probably about 30 or 40 piano students and some that I tutored in mm. uh, various band instruments as well. That I also got to play. So I met this guy because he's always on the lookout for female vocalists. For clients. I'm always on the lookout. Well, now I have but at the time it didn't hurt because at the time you didn't have as many female artists that came through yeah but now um i've started working with with some of his clients and we actually have a few more a lot more female artists 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 too so a lot of times when you see oh there's typically his girl is there they feel a bit more comfortable coming Mm -hmm. through because they're not worried about oh you know just random guys we'll be right back This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. 
capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, how you guys <laughs> met. That was that was going to be my next question. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> through, through music, Instagram, yeah, and it Instagram. was in a very classy way. It was, it was a very classy way, and ironically. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, also anyone listening to this, don't just go DM random girls on Instagram. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, work. It's a shitty thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I texted her with a purpose. Yes, and he was very smart, very clever, very respectful about it. And even when we had started talking, he said, look, it's for music purposes. I just realized I've messaged you off of my work account and not my personal account. Uh, so this is my work page uh, and was very open and forthcoming about, you know, the studio, how he runs it, how it works. And then openly stated, by the way, it's in my home. So <laughs> if you're not comfortable, like just coming to see the studio, we could go out and meet somewhere else first if that made you feel more comfortable. It's like, okay, you know what? This guy has some respect in his bones. Now I'm curious. Now I'm actually. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of have to, if you just, if he never said that and then gave you the address and you look it up, you're like, what the hell? I I wouldn't have done it. Uh, That's that's too many red flags. All of Right. (laughs) But he was open and said, look, I can see where this would come off. Sure. So he's like, I'll own up to it. If If you're not okay with that, that's fine. But at least yeah. I tried. So, yeah. No, I love him. He's my baby. I'm sticking with this one. He is, I mean, he's a really good shot, too. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. One go. of the things I was actually working because um, I actually do uh, model and acting on the side as well. And sometimes that means I land a lot of sales positions as well because, you know, they're like, oh, we want the pretty girls to sell things. That's the logic, right? So I was working yeah. a bunch of I kept getting fired from those gigs. It wasn't pretty enough. <laughs> I never even got uh, requested for those. Okay, bro. <laughs> oh, there was this uh, system that I was selling that would you would put it onto your firearm. Essentially, it worked through an app, and it was accuracy testing device to yeah. see how accurate it, it's, it's the popular one. That, yeah, it's, like... it's our stability. Um, but no, I was, I was working with that and I wasn't very good at first because you're getting used to a new piece of tech, but it's, oh, okay. So this is, this is how it's working. Perfect. And by the end of the first day, I was a better shot than my boss who had hired me for it. And let me tell you that pissed off. It was, it was perfect all weekend when you can outshoot all the guys who like, I could shoot better than you. It's like, okay, do it. Mm. If you can't, maybe you got to buy one. That's funny. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, sales pitch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it one of those? Uh, yeah, I've seen those ones that like uh, that go yeah. into your bore. Yeah, you know, that's they, exactly, yeah. Kind of like a laser. Yeah, I mean, in a bore, a stabilizer, accelerometer, so it knows yeah. it's straight and whatnot in relation to what you're shooting and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And it cooks up to your phone. It has really the cool. Mantis. The Mantis. It was the Mantis X10 that I was selling. Okay. Yeah, I think they even have the airsoft variant too. They have oh yeah, I mean, if, if, if you have a picket, if you have a picketing rail, you have a picketing yeah. rail. You can just slide that thing right on there. Yeah. Hmm. It was it was a nifty little thing. That was definitely mm-hmm. fun. But I've always been yeah. into firearms. Now we have it, 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 
or airsoft stuff that we need. Yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, like when you play a video game, it's like, uh, so, you know, I'm a big techie guy and I'm a, a big, like, you know, logic guy and whatnot. Like, I like things to be very practical. So, you know, the logic states that, you know, there is a certain length and distance that airsoft guns are practically accurate with a BB. You know, and the BBs can only go so accurate so far. They're round object, it's fixed weight, and stuff like that. So it's like right. the, the science only lets you shoot them things only so accurate and so far. Yeah, like 30 feet, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the idea is that, you know, so when we went into airsoft, I'm like, okay, listen, I want to maximize my potential of my dollar. We're going to go outfit ourselves head to toe with airsoft stuff. We're going to get the good stuff, no crap. And we're going to, I'm going to do the math. And I spent way too much time, way too many nights just reading and looking into the physics of airsoft and things like that. And then, okay, what is the optimal barrel length? What is the optimal BB way? What is the optimal hop system to go with? Just the, the definitive thing. And essentially we just like, okay, we need a gun for an assault purpose. We need an SMG. We need a long range rifle. We need some good pistols. And I figured, okay. And I went and did all the math and figure, okay, what's physically the most accurate thing we can get that it's like, listen, improving it physically means nothing. Because it cannot be improved anymore. <laughs> Physically, this gun is defying the physics trajectory of a BB as best it possibly can. So we got, you know, Samurai Edge. Got the I suckered out. Got the SSR 15. We have the Chris Vector upgrading. We have um, the, a, an ARP9. It's got all the bells and whistles. Has the drum mag on it. So if you're shooting at 350 FPS, good luck getting it more accurate than this. We have the I got the the Terran tactical pistol with an upgraded uh, barrel hop system and whatnot. So it's got the extended barrel. So it's a little longer than it should be, but it shoots like it shoots better than multiple rifles. But now it's like to prevent ourselves, not to get off topic, but to prevent ourselves from <laughs> overspending on airsoft and ending up with a, we have a warding wall full of guns, <laughs> but they're for a purpose. Everyone has a purpose. You know, I have a lot of friends we play with dudes. We have like sip air setups of like it's just rigging and stuff. Right. But, um, like, okay, from the get-go, we're like, we need these weapon classes, we need this gear, we need three sets of that, because we have a friend that comes by, and plus a fourth set, just in case it's a smaller one, and we're not going to spend any more than that, and got the best guns we could find, love them, use them all the time, and I highly recommend everybody, that if anyone's listening to this or getting into Airsoft, it doesn't matter what you do to your, your gun, physics will tell you it's only going to shoot so well. So yeah. the idea is that, you know, height bore barrel 6.0301 you know a decent r flat hop a good 11.1 lipo you know gate tight gate aster if you want to have you know so you can do have all the bells and whistles of all the trigger features and that's pretty much it you know compression so the, the, the compression ratio if you're getting a gun for a rifle you're going to have hopefully a piston that's going to be the right volume of air going through the barrel that's not going to cause any vortex issues when the bb leaves the end of the barrel also, don't chop your barrel because you need the cone on the end of it for the BB to go up properly. And then just leave it. If you can get a gun that's upgraded barrel, hop up, and gate, or, you know, a MOSFET, buy it. Don't do a damn thing to it. Cover the outside of it with everything you want. Pinatas, freaking <laughs> lights, whistles, whatever the hell you want. Leave the insides the same. Your gun will really shoot better than it does out the box. If you're getting a pre-upgraded one, like, uh, you know, EMGs, they have, like, not the best reputation. They say sometimes, but either they're amazing or they're unreliable, and they'll even say it themselves. But if you want an upgraded gun, you get a, an average gun, you get an EMG gun, or you get a, a you know, VFC, and you get tried and true, like Prometheus Barrel and, you know, hop-up things like that. The, you go in any form, 
Typically, everyone's going to say the exact same thing. That's typically for a reason, because everyone has agreed that is the best upgrade system or path for that rifle because of the sizing and the gauge and tolerances, because it's all the same barrels in every gun. It's just how much is a wiggle in yours compared to someone else's. Mm -hmm. Oh, this hop-up fits snugger than this one does, has less feed issues. So everyone's like, okay, get that one, right? So you know, people, like I talk, and talk to people all the time, because he'd up with air, a Milsim finder or something like that. Oh, I have a question with the airsoft gun. Or, oh, you have all this gear. I'll have a question with this. And people will spend twice the amount of their gun to get parts for the gun to constantly swap them out to try different things. I realize, oh, it's not shooting any better, it's shooting any worse. It's like, yeah, because there's a reason why they manufacture these things in mass quantities because they tested it and they know it shoots well out of the box. If you need to fix anything, it's for durability issues. You want plastic to metal. Or yeah. you're going to physically upgrade to make the barrel longer or tighter. If it's not that, nothing is going to really help your gun. Unless they'll just cook it quicker, basically, you know, and then it's like, okay, you can make it shoot a little bit fast, a little bit harder, but then you're risking cooking your gun big game, which I've seen so many times out that people, oh yeah, new engine, new battery, or they put a big battery in the gun that only takes, you know, 9.6 volts or something, and they just cook the damn thing in the middle of the field. So they all get shooting faster and further, great, but, you know, it's going all over the place and getting super hot. Yeah. But yeah. You can restrict yourself in buying stuff where you stick, you stick to classes. And if you want to upgrade your gun, consider buying a better platform first before upgrading the older one you have just, just because, well, if you have an, like an older seam that's not, as, as I like, what I call like dumb guns, oh, MOSFET, things like that side of them, it's usually not worth tinkering yourself. It's better to get a gun with a MOSFET yeah. built in it into the gearbox mm -hmm. and you just upgrade the barrel hopping, hop up battery. Um, if for some reason the gun needs a new motor it's a cheap gun with a crap motor maybe upgrade a motor but i always say don't do that because the teeth lineup issue is a problem and you're gonna have you know uh, you cook your gun you can you can grind your gears you can get you know high torque or high speed when you shouldn't have one or the other um there's so many there's yeah. so many people man that so many like the majority yeah. the majority of airsofters and these are guys i've talked yeah. with that have been playing for 10 years and yeah. they'll still make the same mistakes with yeah. those kind of things. They'll try to upgrade their thing. They, they don't really, I think a lot of people don't understand uh, that there is a limit on how accurate this thing's going to yeah. be because well, yeah. it's a smooth bore shooting. It's like shooting a shotgun. It can only go with, with way less, uh, yeah. with a really light thing that's uh, really susceptible to wind. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I remember when, when we, these guys first started getting in, they were talking about, well, this one's not lipo ready, so we can't use it. I'm like, I didn't understand anything. I, I still don't know a lot about airsoft, to be honest. So I, yeah, I didn't right. understand. Yeah, why? I was like, well, why? Because I'm I'm a logic guy as well. I like a, I like most of my decisions in life or whatever like are if then statements. Well, if yeah. this happens, then this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, if this, you know, that's how I figure out how what oh, yeah, problems there are. Logical you know? deduction, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I worked in uh, maintenance, you know, I, I fixed things, right? That's mm -hmm. what I did. in most of my career, you know, career in life, uh, I worked in factories working on, you know, manufacturing machines, shit like that mm -hmm. and a process tech, whatever. So, uh, if then statements are always, I'm like, well, why? Well, well, it just says you can't use one. Well, don't you want to know why? So like, well, let's yeah. try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and, uh, well, <laughs> you know, later on I found out, you know, it's different, but, um, uh, but yeah, some guys will they'll, they'll try to up their RPS, not knowing they have shit gear. You know, they have a basic cheap gearbox. Yeah, and then their gears burn up, and they can't figure out why. 
Well, or here's why do you shoot fast? You know, why would you shoot fast? Is that you can increase the the odds of hitting your target with more BBs hitting hopefully the spot of which you intended well, to shoot. Well, yeah, they're following well, yeah. closer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it is. If you improve your consistency, well, you need to shoot more BBs if you're more if you're more confident that your spread is smaller, right? You save BBs. You have a smaller spread. You less give yourself away. I never understand why you'd want to increase for unless you're an LMG or you're speed right, soft, LMG, you speed soft. You want there obviously there's the clout game where yeah I want to have the fast shooting thing with a bunch of lights. We have a you know a, what do you call it the um, not the blaster uh, the bifrost right. Then once it's all the different multicolors things for the fun of it. But um, you know there's now, the, what is that the, is that a uh... the the bif I brought, actually have it on the end of the one of the SMG. It's the bifrost that we have on the end of one of our SMGs. I've heard of it. Is that the uh, the tracer the, unit that you can yeah. change colors? Exactly. Yeah. So this is, by all means, the the dumbest and least efficient thing you can have on a gun that you don't want. Yeah. Essentially, isn't going to give your position away. And it's going to make a bunch of ridiculous colors, but it's also on this, yeah. right? This is also upgraded barrel, upgraded hop, upgraded you know um, uh, bucking things like that because this was you know just a base level ARP nine that extended barrel, a couple other things to give it that you know okay tight bore, better bucking, you know uh, uh, decent hop up with a rotary unit. You know, simple standard stuff, putting all the stuff Prometheus, this, Max Hop, that. There you go. But yeah, the idea is um, if you are shooting more BBs, you could also consider the idea of, well, why not take your money and have it shoot more accurately so you have to shoot less BBs and have more confidence in your shots. All right. This is obviously just for the fun of it. This came with it. You know, the only, the only thing I want to drum mag for, I have, I just got a, um, a Chris Vector. And they're impossible to get mags for it. So the drum mag is the, the logic of, well, since they're hard to find mags for, if I can get a drum mag and a couple of normal mags, I should be good. Yeah. And uh, with that, but, um, you know, this we traded a gun we won at, a, at an event for and then upgraded that. Well, magging extender. But, yeah, this is like either our guest gun or if we're going indoor, we want something smaller to travel with. We have this, we have the, the Chris Vector. But, um, you know, um, now, the one thing you said earlier, the uh, don't chop the end of your barrel off. Now, that's something I've not heard of. So, okay. so, here, let me so show the you. barrel, the inner barrel has a flared so, end. So yeah, every barrel that is worth a damn. Oh, let me see if we can see. Oh, this one's a little. Actually, you know what? I can do this. It'll be a lot easier. <laughs> this is great. I'm getting a, a tech lesson and everything. Oh, yeah. And out there, it's. It is not presentable at the moment, but um, it, it's adapted to a different picture that I have a, a little bit further back um, on my Instagram. We have I know Bean. It's okay, Bean. Squawk, 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 squawk. Okay, so I, I hear all the time people people saying. Um, but no, we actually um, we decided with as many guns as we had, we put up some. What'd you call it? Pegboard. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a typical thing. Like, if you go to a store, it's like, like uh, yeah. here, I'll show you. Like this? Yeah, yeah exactly. Black, yeah. black pegboards. Did, going on. Yeah. But look, this is my, this is the uh, ARP9 right there. That's what my ring yeah. light's hanging on. I was going to say, it's, that's a classy oh, nice. ring. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. No, we have, we have just that out there, but it's it's a mixture of our guns and also our Because, you know, keeping things off the shelves and off the floor, they have a whole wall of cool stuff to look at i mean come uh, on yeah. right how can you not well listen we had my wife had a uh some kind of 
party a couple like women's party a couple weeks ago like selling uh essential oils and stuff you know okay okay vitamin supplements and uh these women came over well i was in here doing something and then i left the door open i walked out and so the one lady was walking down here and uh she came out she goes i love your uh office in there i was like oh okay she said yeah my husband would love you know all the guns and all this the way it's set up but i you know i love so your guys's studio that that uh those uh the sound deafening plates or whatever they are yeah the sound deflection panels yeah yeah the panels so i got the cheap uh whatever egg crate kind of yeah like the ones ones, yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah i I spray painted them so that they would all kind of like you know look decent because they looked shitty when i got them and some of them were green but anyway here we go. So check this. So this is Grace's old primary. It's all great with the Prometheus barrel. But if you look inside, you gotcha. see a little bevel there. So what happens is, um, from what I've gathered, is when a BB leaves a barrel, right, um, there's a couple things that happen. Um, so pressure's putting the BB out, right? And then the, when the pressure leaves, it's turbulent, and it can um, be one of two things. If you have too long of a barrel and too small of a compression, you can actually, you know, you can create a little vacuum at the end there. But when the when the air flies out of it, you want that to um, say cushion the BB in a way where it's not going to so much influence its 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 um how do you say its uh, trajectory or I, I say its it path so, when yeah. it leaves exactly so say so you want you want to control where the air leaves and it creates more of a, a, a positive pressure gradient behind the BB so it doesn't influence its 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 trajectory. You'll the, you realize if you cut a barrel off like at the tip there, you'll shoot it and then right out as it leaves the barrel, it's going to influence its, its its path somewhere it doesn't mm. kind of retain its spin and strength straight shot right like oh i have a i have a cnc or not cnc i have a bandsaw or whatever the hell it is oh, i'm just gonna go cut this barrel down because i'm not gonna spend 60 bucks in the barrel then it's like oh yeah well and you're gonna wonder why you're uh, all over the freaking place whenever you're hitting those things yeah so, it is it's again you can spend a lot of money on airsoft on things you don't need to spend money on because stupid little yeah. things to think about that if you just read a whole bunch of people's other people's mistakes before you make them yourself you can just, you know, really get, you know, make wiser choices in terms like, well, you know, it's like any video game. What's the most commonly used gun in any video game? It's always the most powerful one, right? So yeah. that, you know, you need to be the balance your game, you know, when I, which is, you know, why Airsoft has restrictions. So if you want to be, you know, a sniper, you want to be a rifleman, you're not shooting 650 FPS full auto at people indoors. You know, that's why you don't do that. You know, you physically. That, that wouldn't feel good. You wouldn't, yeah. But, you know, get get guns that fulfill a purpose, get good at it. And if you don't know what the hell you want to do, you just get like a, like a PDW sort of, you know, like this is a little bit longer than that, but you know, you can get a PDW one. And what I recommend people doing is like we did with this one here. Um, Cause the op, this is supposedly the optimal barrel length that after this, it doesn't change the op, the, the outcome of where BB is going to go after this little length here. Um, that what it, what is that? What's I know. I'm about to say. I I, I think it's yeah. two, I think it's two sixteen millimeter. I forgot. That's why I feel like okay. an asshole. But no, yeah, all the guns have the same barrel length. When I, I looked it up and I made sure they're all the same. I think it's two sixteen. It's huh. um, but so uh, is there somewhere that uh, you can find information on where they've done tests? Like what? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Look at uh, Novrich has a uh, again. It's they all oh, okay. stuff like that. But you know, Novrich is all he does all day is you know he thinks of clever ways to you know teach you about airsoft stuff and whatnot. But yeah, he did a thing where okay, what's the optimal barrel length? He wouldn't he goes and find all different kinds of barrels shot the same, you know, piston and whatnot, bucking everything right. like that, and did spreads and found out that oh yeah, after a certain point, 
you can't get any better and below a certain, you know, it gets, it gets worse, but it doesn't get any better. You know, it's like a curve that just kind of flattens right. at a certain point. And after that, you know, it starts to go down because with too long of a barrel, enough compression behind it, you're going to start, you know, choking the, the barrel where you got the BBs leaving with a little bit of neg- negative pressure behind it. Mm. That's going to, you know, suck it back. Well, essentially, right. or, you know, not have enough force to push it out all the way. But um, yeah, in this case, in order to solve this problem with her smaller, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hand grip size, a little little uh flash hider on there to yeah and the thing yeah and um another thing too where we have a whole bunch of tracer units and people say it's ridiculous well we know what really sucks is when you get mud in your barrel yeah you know and the idea is that if you get a mock so people say oh mock suppressors they're stupid things like that oh and mock suppressors i don't run mock suppressors i run tracers on all mine just because it costs literally about 10 20 bucks different to buy a tracer unit than it is to buy a suppressor so there's buy oh wow Okay. That you know, when you do a Milsim events, unlike Speedsoft, well, your gun's here. You're walking. You blah blah. blah you trip. You yep. poke. Think. Everyone's had a time where they've had the barrel of the gun hit yep. the ground, yep. and now they have a bunch of mud. And all you gotta do with a tracer unit or a smock suppressor, you unscrew it. Yep. Back on there, you're good to go. But if you get barrel, get the shit in your barrel without a tracer unit on the end of it, uh, yeah. guess what? You're out for the next couple of hours taking this thing apart. But you know. Popping the top off and then having to scrub all the crap out the barrel because God forbid you put it and clean it this direction. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So then you're out. And especially if you're playing a Milsim that's two or three days, well, guess what? Really screwed. Yeah. We both dove exactly. away from a grenade. I had so similar to that. Yeah. The gun that I was and we both saw a grenade coming in. Me and yeah. the dude, we both just jumped for the ditch. Sure enough, I had to do exactly what he just said. But this dude is looking at his gun like, well, and just pulls out a pocket knife and like this. And I'm like, no, no way. Stop, yeah. yeah stop. Facing oh, up my God. <laughs> no. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Fuck it out. And I'm like. And this, yeah. What an idiot. Yeah, point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd definitely be better for the gun if you did that. Yeah. He's <laughs> definitely not the but, um, here. You know, so. Less, more of the stories, yeah, the little, little lessons that it's like, okay, here's some things that when we started playing Airsoft, that if we knew this when we started, we would have probably been better off. A, you know, guns can only shoot so good for the weapons class that they are. If you're shooting one joule, you have the physics, you know, restriction of what can one joule of pressure on a BB do and how far can it shoot, how accurate can it possibly shoot. Um, second thing is um, tech to barrels, you know, Freaking muzzle brakes, uh, suppressors, things like that. The reason why I say this is my when I played airsoft as a teenager, um, didn't have the luxury of having you know this is back with Tokyo Maori guns and have threads in the end of it, and whatnot. And, um, all, all the time I, I had an MP5, and a couple times I, I would go and hit something. The end of the barrel here would either bend because for some freaking reason it poked out the end a little bit there, and it would bend the <laughs> lip, or um, you know, again, if, if it just, you know, if I just sort of so much of a dip into a puddle or a dip into a bit of mud, taking apart the MP5 was a nightmare. As long as you can pull a pin out and it separates, it's a whole different thing with the older ones. And cleaning it was a nightmare. So it's worth having the fun of, oh, you know, I want to be an operator and have a cool or a SOCOM. I want to have a cool freaking, you know, muzzle or suppressor uh, and things like that. Well, you're all the time, oh, it doesn't do anything. You're just an idiot. It's like, well, then I'll see you out in the mud. Have fun. Well, listen, no, those guys, those day. guys, yeah. the, they want to just gear up and take a picture 
and post on Instagram and black out their face or something like they're yeah. a real yeah. operator. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's just you know, it's things practical. That is every if, if if you're practical in airsoft, you don't have to spend so much, but you can also spend a lot and have fun. You know, we spend a lot in our gear, but it's super durable gear. You know, nothing fall off, nothing break, nothing. You know, it, it's yeah. it, either either spend if you're another opinion is if you, if if you're playing airsoft and you want to do it for a while. Or you want to do even try it out. It's worth um, spending more money. Like I got a guy who I bought the the Chris Vector from and the Samurai's Edge for her from. Um, it was worth spending more money on gear that you can easily either resell or um, or ha- or have last longer. Say if you want to, um, and people out there with cheap gear all the time, I find like they're they're like their magazine uh, wells are, are breaking off or ripping off. Their you know their plate carrier is too tired, it's too hot, or whatever. Um, my biggest thing that to me, like I would get rid of everything I have, all the luxuries I have for the one luxury that I knew for me was worth spending every dollar on was an X fog, you know, yeah. either people overheat because the, the, the plate carriers are too tight or too hot or whatever. They didn't get one that's good ventilation or their, their vest fog up, things like that, or their gear is too heavy because they didn't think of, okay, I can get lighter weight stuff for just a little bit less money. Or maybe I shouldn't go with metal. I should go with plastic here instead. Like, you know, like I thought metal was the end all be all with airsoft. And I mean, I still prefer full metal gun, even though it's heavier, but like, you know, it's, it's really hard to like find a, a place where your metal gun will, will outlast a plastic one, unless you're maybe doing even pushups, you know, you're holding your rifle and you're doing pushups with it. <laughs> Apart from that, I mean, yeah, it's in all practicality when you're out there seeing people, what people are using and especially like the pros and whatnot, you know, don't have polymer guns and be like, yeah, no, it's the metal expansion is an issue. And it, I mean, like it's. It's, I've never had one break or crack, but you've had Crytex breaker crack, break or crack that are made of metal, but with the cheaper, I think it's uh, not aluminum, but there's a way they yeah. cap metals in certain versions of their guns that can break and fracture and shatter easily, where the polymer guns never had done that. So, right. you know, um, don't discriminate polymer and metal. If you get polymer, you'll just be happy you have a lighter gun, right? Um, well, a lot of those guys that really want the, the full metal, you know, full steel guns, like in mystery oh. boxes or whatever oh, no, they yeah, buy, yeah. they oh, yeah. they they really want that because they want mm-hmm. that feel like oh all man this feels like a real steel gun yeah 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 all mine it's are not, yeah but see the thing is most of those guys are not in good enough shape yeah. like physically to yeah. carry that thing around for three days on a milsim so they go to their first one and they're like holy shit. Yeah, uh, and that was yeah. doing high tech SBR uh, and Mark II, the big ass <laughs> metal crap with a huge scope on it and shit like that, a whole bunch of attachments. I was out there. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a problem out here, just so you know. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but I uh, mean, look, most people, when you're yeah. growing up, you know, if you have siblings or, you know, uh, if you've ever been around people where uh, they had a baby, you know, and they're like, oh, here, hold my baby. Yep. And you're like 15, you know, and you're like, oh, a baby's light, you know, yeah, yeah like carry that. it for 30 minutes on one yeah. arm. You're yeah. like, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing, you know, and babies weigh more than guns, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, it's nothing. Okay, try holding it like that. Right. And it's just how it feels. Yeah. Well, I remember when I went in the military, you know, it's like, oh, we had, I went back in uh, 89. We, we, we were still using the uh, M16A2s. So like- they're like, oh, it's eight pounds, whatever, you know, empty. And I'm like, eight pounds sounds like nothing, man. I was in football, wrestling. I can lift. I can pull ups and push ups all day. Yeah, hold that fucker like this for like 30 minutes in the squad bay, you know, when you're getting punished. 
Like, bro, your arms are shaking. <laughs> I know. And, yeah, and, um, and that's the big concern with the new service weapon, too, was the um, the 6.62, whatever, the, the new cartridge, the new gun they made up. The, I think SIG produces them now. Is that the one? Oh, that I haven't heard contract? it. You know, yeah, I think, I think SIG produces the new service weapon that the military adopted a certain oh, amount okay. of them right now, but they finally passed all the things. And But, you know, the issue is, I think it's like, it's, um, it's so it's, um, it's like uh, 12 pounds and like that. Holy but the, shit. That, but it is, you know, a bigger cartridge, and it's got like a, this, this new, uh, you know, new um, part steel and part plastic mm. cartridge and stuff like that, and um, and uh, it could be it's a, it could be belt fed. I think was the big thing about it is like oh, a wow. belt fed or mag fed, uh, the same platform. So the idea is how can how can we take the machine gun and how can we take like the um, yeah. standard infantryman rifle yeah, and, or combine the M4? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the same upper or something like that will work with right. the belt head system. Or well, like, I mean, an M4 yeah. and an M4, uh, the 249 shoots the uh, same round as a, you know, AR-15 yeah. or M4 yeah. or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's belt fed. But the you know, uh, I want to ask you before I forget, uh, you know, talking about the barrel and, you know, yeah. how it's flared or whatever at the end or beveled. Yeah. Now the uh, When you put a tracer on there yeah, or the mock suppressor or whatever, do you think yeah. that affects – does that have any effect on it, or is it big enough? So, funny you say that. I've had experience with the, having that problem. So, um, and I have, uh, I can get them, but they're in my, I, I, so, there's a couple of suppressors, right? There's suppressors that um, there are, okay, so let's and, put it. And by the way, if you want to go get something, this is recorded. Okay. So, I can yeah. just cut this part out, like, whatever, right. you know? Let me go. Also, um, I found an article. So, the Army selected Six R to produce the next generation squad weapon. Uh, it's intended to replace the M4 and the M249 squad automatic weapon. They got a contract for $20.4 million and they're going to build the XM5 rifle and the XM250 automatic rifle, as well as the 6.8mm ammunition that they chamber. Yeah. And they do run 12 pounds on both. Oh, that was right. Look at that. Woo! Yeah. Thank you, Brandon Herrera. And, uh, so, so the rifle <laughs> can weigh 8.3 pounds, which is heavier than the M4, which weighs 7.3. And then the machine the gun, machine 12, gun yeah. is 12 pounds. But then they have a reduction. It's, it's lighter than both the M249 and 240, which... But they want more people than machine guns than they did before, which will exactly. put their weight and you know, stuff like that. But um, right. so... Interesting. Well, thanks for looking that up. Fun fact of the day. So, two suppressors here. This is actually my personal primary. This is the SSR-15. A little flashlight on the end of the whole nine yards. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Also, I am a Magwell guy. I'm not a C-Grip guy. Maybe I will one day, but for me, this has always been... I was was on a paintball, president of paintball team for a while. I played paintball for a long time. Yeah. And for me... um, I've always been, I've always just, when I hear the shot rifles, things like that, or if I play airsoft, I was always a guy to keep my elbows in and be able to essentially use my, like the barrel of my gun as, as uh, like my, my, my cover exposure. So say if we're like in like a a bush or something like that, you know, if you're a C clamping, right. And you're trying to get through a bush. Well, here's how much space you have to actually clear things out of your way. If I'm back here, my body can be entirely behind cover and I can say swoop around right. a wall using my barrel to clear what's ever in the way because an airsoft that makes it breaks everything with a bullet doesn't almost give two shits but with airsoft if so much of a leaf or a bug's looking at it in the wrong way it's going right. to somewhere else so you have to kind of peer your way through 
And, uh, you know, yeah, it's like mad gripping. But anyway, so a couple of barrels here, a couple of suppressors here. This is a super common one. The Ace Tech is the AC or AT1000. AT1000. Yeah, I think my guys have, uh, my sons have that. Yeah, so we have we have a, this, we have the Bifrost, we have a bunch of other ones. So here's the thing. So this here, I don't know where, where are you? You are here. Okay. So you see that? <laughs> That's a nice fat, yep. nice fat kind of barrel there that kind of comes through. There's enough space and enough volume where once the BB goes through it, it's negligible the the pressure causing an effect oh i gotcha so it's uh when it comes out the barrel the air comes out after it it's not it 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 shouldn't be too turbulent yeah it shouldn't fuck with the bb but another thing too is that um is that they're also if you are shooting and you are moving you know bbs only go so far they will they can travel a bit you know your gun bb goes out and you're still moving you can bump the side of it right which people say oh that's not a thing. It's airsoft. That's never a thing. Well, if you have a suppressor like this one that has literally a seven millimeter hole at the end of it, that the intention of it is to be a, so these are both tracers. It has a tracer on the end of it here. And then these supposed gotcha. to be baffles here to uh, quiet it down. Right. Right. This is actually a, supposedly a 22 uh, rifle suppressor casing that they don't sell. Oh, these. Wow. Yeah. These actually, these from, I can't find these anywhere else. It's like a, you look up what the freaking insignias and you maybe find them used everywhere, but somewhere every once in a while. But yeah, this used to be apparently a, a 22 uh, casing that they just did put the baffles in it, you know, soldered the other bits and whatnot. Yeah. But um, anyway, though, yeah, so you post the baffles in it and then, you know, it'll shoot and supposedly suppress. The issue is that that hole in the end is so freaking small that when we're using it, we yeah. use it for, um, I use it on, on mine. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a difference. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. only, yeah, so the, this is so what I found out is that this is only supposed to be used with sniper rifles or DMRs because uh, if you're shooting at four, static. yeah, a 300 to 375 and you're shooting this thing and you're moving the variance of that pressure of the, where the babies are shooting out and how straight they go. They'll chop and smack the end of this thing and here. They'll start collecting up and creating a whole problem, right? They, they, oh, they, wow. It's hard. It's hard to go from here to here accurately. But if you have a sniper rifle or you have like, um, uh, 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 you know, like a higher power DMR, where when you shoot the BB, the backs the the backspin from your hop up doesn't really make an effect. To so it's going out so fast, it has that time for it to catch the air and actually hop itself, right? Where rifles, SMGs, hops are a lot more influential. Because there's less, you know, it's, it's less less force of the BB leaving, so it's gonna it's gonna start curving sooner. And apparently, from at least what I've tested, this will chop BBs that are not shooting fast enough because the hop up can actually affect how, you know, where it's hit. You'll see it'll it'll leave ever so slightly beneath the lip there. Or if you're moving, hits it, and then all of a sudden, you're all chopping up on the inside here because it's just catching pieces after over again. Yeah. So this doesn't. So Moral of the story there is that um, if you somebody wants a suppressor, the only suppressors I've seen that actually work well, is, you know, there's an average suppression. There's another one that they make, I think, from um, Angel makes one. But the idea is that there's actually like a little guide rod that goes through it mm-hmm. that, that separates the baffles. So it basically looks like this with holes in the side of it with baffles on the inside. Yeah. So, um, and I'm hoping, which is why I thought this was going to be, is that, oh, I can have a tracer unit and a baffle system in one suppressor but you know you'd have to have a guide rod to go through that would connect almost like a power-up i 
idea, but it would be like a power-up idea, but with holes in it, so it really wouldn't be a power-up. But it would connect the same way as a power-up as to allow the BB to pass through that channel, pass through a gap in the barrel that would then light it up so the suppressor would work, right? Or the um, the tracer would work. Right. And, and keep going down. It basically had to be lined up perfectly where that you'd have to always have those holes kind of like line up with the sensor when the BB traces through it and whatnot. Gotcha. And then have enough holes at the end here where it actually will suppress it. But then the the complexity of machining that kind of a thing and whatnot. And it, it would be like the ultimate tracer unit, I would imagine, because, you know, you're getting, it's affecting range and it's quieting it down technically and mm-hmm. the tracer unit. But I get to find that. This was like the platform I thought that would do that. And yeah, apparently if I drill this hole out a bit bigger and I can find a guide rod system, like a guide rod, a guide barrel, right, basically. That keeps the baffles from bouncing and hitting the BB. You know, if you're moving the gun or something, if it's like, you know, they're foam, right? Um, they can dislodge if not packed in there just right. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I, Well, that's I, the issue we've I, had with, uh, with that SSX-23. I think that's the uh, Novridge pistol, right? Yeah. The uh, That's based on the Mark 23 or whatever. And yeah. it comes with that really long suppressor. Mm-hmm. I think it's two parts or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it has those foam rings in there. Mm-hmm. And they'll get you know, dislodged a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. <laughs> the BB starts hitting it. <clears throat> you don't even realize until your BBs are, like, going everywhere. It's like in paintball. I played paintball for years. Yeah. And um, uh, it, it's like when a ball breaks in your barrel. You yeah. You notice? Until yeah. your your balls are going just, just yeah. all over. You know, they got paint yeah. on the side of them, and they're spinning weird. Yeah, all the little holes inside of your barrel there. So it's yeah. pressure all filled in, so it's like it's... Yeah, it's uneven pressure leaving the barrel and all kinds of stupid shit. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's frustrating. Um, but you know, there's stupid little things like that where if you're gonna people that get into airsoft, and the reason why I, I even I, I'm not I'm not any sort of library of knowledge of any of these things, but I have a library of experience and research that I've done that I can be like, okay, here's what I've deduced is that people I've everybody who's gone into airsoft, very few of them are like, oh yeah. Like I can just go and just buy myself out of this problem, right? Where like where I didn't realize because you know I'm figuring you know, a lot of my friends that were veterans and built ex military things like that, they had a you know decent payout or pension went down. They used it wisely, so they had money and didn't have to work very much, right? So for me, it's like oh yeah, veterans, okay, they have the money to spend things like that. That will come to find out a lot of them in airsoft don't. And a lot of people that get into airsoft don't have a lot of money, and a lot of people that get into airsoft um, are just kind of like, you know, it's like, oh, if I were to spend 200 bucks on something that broke, it would severely screw up my hobby and probably right. slay me from not doing this ever again. Mm-hmm. So I always like to tell people, like, you know, it's better, you know, get a very solid platform that's going to work, hopefully one that comes with a warranty, and then, you know, run with that for a while and until you know what needs to be done with it. I haven't upgraded my, my Novridge one yet um, because it shoots so well and until right. it's like weather gets at or something like that, I realize, oh, it's worked really bad in hot or cold conditions or um, maybe this is overheating here and there. Maybe I can improve with a, a you know better motor that doesn't heat up as much because they do the motor gets a little hot in those things if you go full auto for a while. Um, not for a while, but you know, like for if you're playing full auto in a game and you're three hours in, uh, you know, six, seven, ten mags in, grip's kind of hot. Um, and I've heard that there are motors that might dissipate heat a bit better or grips that you can you know have better ventilation holes in the bottom, but then they would be exposing right. elements. So figure out what it is that you want to do in play. And if you are unsure, you know, a short AR platform that can work indoors and outdoors shoots at, you know, 350, 400. And, um, you know, 
and I hate to say it, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, and I hate to say it. And I've never heard any single person ever disagree with me. The best, the best, best, best sites you can get for Aerosol. I don't care if you disagree with me, they can go freaking suck one. Are these stupid, <laughs> cheap-ass V-Life sites. They are... V-Life, okay. Yeah, they are the, the 20-buck ones you find anywhere. Um, they are the best visibility for Airsoft. They are durable as they can. They're slick as they can. They're super light. The batteries last forever. It's got a little laser dot inside of them. I run, basically, it's one of those things on steroids, essentially, you know? Like one of like the like the hollow site looking the 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 EOTech looking ones, but it's that's it's you know, yeah, same exact tech, just different shape. Huh. But yeah, it's unless you're wanting to, to buy real steel sites, you know, get always start like buy these because your site breaks, you're gonna put this thing back on and be like, wow, life is a lot better with this thing than it was in my hundred dollar <laughs> mock, whatever the hell it was. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you, with sites, I. uh so I feel like they're uh, they're pretty useless unless you're just doing uh, target target acquisition. So if mm-hmm. it like magnifies or whatever, but you're not really using the site to line up, you know, uh-huh. with site picture, site alignment, and then put the BB where that site is. Okay. It doesn't happen. No. There's okay. too many variables. Okay, too many vari- the wind, a stick, whatever. Like it's just not going to hit where you shoot. No. <laughs> That's what you say. However, I have never, ever shot anything without looking and hitting it through this site because I don't know if you know why these are like this. But, so essentially, what what makes a nice hop-up system, a nice hop-up system, apart from that, this manufactured with quality parts, is that, so, I've done this enough and got nerdy enough with it where, you know, I said BBs can only shoot so physically accurate, correct? Right. Well, you know, they do shoot in a straight line relatively White BBs against the white background suck ass to track. Tracers give you away. So, you know, and especially if you're in the middle of something, if you're going there and you're barrel aiming people or you're, you know, you're like, you know, doing paintball, things like that, you know, you're resting on your shoulder and stuff, they're just going to, you'll be, you'll be the target of the, of the evening. Um, but essentially, you know, hop, uh, the nice uh, rotary hop up units have indicators that mark the different spots they're at. And what that's designed to do is that, you know, obviously if you know your BB weight and what you're doing and the conditions you're in, well, it's going to allow it, the BB to hop and drop at a different range. So the entire game, the reason why I mad hold still to this day instead of C-clamp is that my finger is basically constantly in my, 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 um, my, oh, uh, in your hop up. Yeah. yeah it's, it's constantly in the, in the, the, the freaking, oh my God, the well here. Um, adjusting my hop up. So essentially if I'm going closer or further, I can just adjust exactly the amount of clicks. I know it's going to be different. Um, my site has a laser on these sites here. It's like this little circle and it's got also a line that shows kind of like distance and whatnot. Right. So essentially I am constantly, 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 I shoot one shot, you know, if it doesn't go far enough, you know, bing, 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 bing. If I know I'm going further, I know I need to go three or four or five clicks up because if I know if I can do, Three or four clicks, I'm gonna get an extra fifty to seventy-five feet. If I go down three or four clicks, I can go engage a lot sooner without having things hop over the freaking target. Because nothing is more frustrating than having somebody twenty feet away and it's going over their head because your the hop up engages right before they get there. So you see these fly over them. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah. And the idea is that you can aim down, which again, there you are. Oh, why using a sight? Because now you have to aim when lasers not even in the sight anymore in order to get the hop up to get them close enough. Well, for me, it's quicker. Just to actually constantly be in my sight, you know, never leave your, never leave your, never leave your sight, never leave your target. 
and to constantly just adjust on the fly. The man's already here. So why not use my extra finger to actually change the distance my rifle can shoot on the fly accurately? If I've shot so many freaking times, especially what's crazy if you go full auto, if you burst a full auto and you adjust it, it's crazy to see. Like, you know, the BBs, you know, exactly where we want them to go. Just like the um, if and if if that and if that is not your fancy, the thing that I well did. you you are a rare uh, breed with that because uh, I promise you, ninety nine point nine percent of airsofters that play like woodland or uh, mill sim are not going to do that. Yeah, they are well, watching the BB instead of using their sight. They're not using sight alignment and sight picture. Uh, to aim their shot they're using oh, yeah. it for maybe magnification but they're actually watching the bb following it see where it goes and they're not adjusting their hop up on the fly Dude, they're using kentucky windage yeah Dude, they're using kentucky- yeah, yeah right so but with a bb <laughs> yeah. with a bb uh you you're not like i i've talked with a bunch of people because i i've had this argument in the beginning when these guys were buying uh scopes and sights and i'm like yeah scope's cool because you're using it as a monocular. Oh, I can see them better. That's mm-hmm. fine. But uh, you're not really using it to, you're not going to put the crosshair here on the person and it's going to hit them. That, that just ain't going to happen, bro. Unless, you know, 50 feet, again, maybe. We use really fancy targeting systems. You'll be surprised. You'll be, again, once again, physics is a thing. If you can, if you can increase the odds of your factors reducing the, the chance of your BB hitting where it's got to go, well, you have a really good chance where it's going to go. And don't forget, if you're using a red dot sight, it's got a circle this big. To a rifle, you know, if you're shooting 300 yards, that circle is almost like, you know, it's basically a skyscraper at that distance, right? But if you're right. playing airsoft, well, you know, you're shooting people-sized targets and locations that are typically designed, not designed, but, you know, the engagement distances that are made for airsoft because no one's going to try to create a, a big millisome event where, oh, football field apart. And right. you can see them, yeah, well, further than you can shoot them. It's like, okay, well, then this we're doing. No one's, no one's going to walk up and start shooting, right? You know, that's that. Right. So the idea is that, okay, I have a, a site that has tolerance this big. I can put, I can fit a person there at 100 feet. There's no problem. If I can, if I know my rifle will shoot within that circle, which again, mind you, you need relative accuracy. It doesn't need to be pinpoint. Yeah. A dude can fit in this circle so far. If they fit in that circle, well, then I know that I can hit them. If, they don't, if they're small in that circle, I need to go a couple clicks up. If they're big in that circle, I go a couple clicks down. But that's how you use a sight to, you know, to gauge your target relative. And so the reason why I brought this here, this is, I recommend anybody who wants to be a sniper, this piney um, freaking, what is this, 2.5 by 10X. Um, people say, oh, it's the, you know, scopes are dumb as hell in airsoft. You know, if you get it once 2.5 to 10X, it's not much magnification. But what makes this particular model so amazing and I got the, somebody who played the airsoft for the first time with us. Used my um, my Crytek DMR yeah. um, oh, wow. with this thing on top of it. And I was like, "Listen, here's how this works: left, right, up and down. Find your target. Shoot, shoot. Where's that BB going? Is it too far to the right? Bend this. Shoot it again. Oh, it's closer. Bend it again. Oh, perfect. Now where's it? Too high or too low? Bend this. Clung. Now guess what? Any target that is that is within 15 to 20 feet of where you just shot, you're going to smack almost at the center of that thing. Not, you're going to see how yeah. if it varies off. You'll see the little bit, it varies off. So you can adjust that distance wise, but being able to adjust like windage and elevation on a scope to me is way more useful in airsoft than it is on an actual gun. 
because, you know, in, in actual guidance, like, yeah, you, you're talking about pinpoint accuracy, right? This right. one, you're, you're talking about turning it all the way to one side or all the way to the other side, almost, like maybe 75% of the way. Right. The gun, your rifle, you're going clicks, literally. You know what I mean? Airsoft, you're 25% of the way. Okay, now it's almost perfectly in the center. Top, you know, perfectly there because you're talking about having to compensate for the drop and everything. So it's like, where is it that you want to go? You don't have to worry about the hop-up so much because you said that as far as you want to go. And then essentially with that crosshair, because you're going to see you know, the little nubbins inside the little the indicators inside the site. Well, you know, if a BB is rising sooner, you want to hit them lower because, well, they're closer. If they're further away, it's the opposite. You want to hit them higher up because, well, it's going to be going up and then dropping. So it's quite the opposite of a gun where you have the bullet drop. In this case, you have to compensate for the, for the, the rise of the bullet. So right. you, have, you want to hit close target from the bottom and further ones from the top. So you're aiming down as opposed to up with it with a DMR. And you just do it the opposite yeah. way. And every yeah, I, I, I understand thing. all that. Yeah. But uh, I promise you, the guy on the other end that's shooting back at you, Oh, yeah. Who's using uh, spray and pray and Kentucky oh, yeah. windage with oh, no yeah. sights on his gun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, you're dead all day. Okay. Well, you playback <laughs> footage. Yeah. We, 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 get, we, have a, you know, we get like 50 ish kills a day with maybe like four or five or six outs, maybe. Yeah. And we have it on camera, all of them. So, and it's like yeah. people say it, but it is that if the idea is people are praying spraying. Right? Well, you're, you're a smart player, though. Okay. Well, I, that's. It, Use tactics. Well, like people, it, it, you would imagine if someone's a combat tested veteran. You would hope that I just a pray and sprayer looking down the barrel because they've had some tactics yeah. that they've gotten. But they, they, essentially, the people we play with and the team that we play on, like yeah. it's in their blood. Like they, if they're going to go somewhere, they, they don't walk into a building to get lunch without clearing it first, looking with their eyes, you know, kind of stuff yeah. like that. So the idea is that we as civilians are competing against people that have actually had to defend their lives with weapons before like, in an active combat experience and, 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 and training environment. You know, we don't have, you know, we're not like, the, oh yeah, C clamp, always, you know, C grip always, you know, oh, you have, you know, certain tactical always you must do this must do that must do that well okay we're we are not you know as tactically savvy in terms of a military grade explain yeah. the um, terms of what it was put it that way as we are really good at fast shooting and you know acquiring a target hitting a target as well got us on the team is how how when we were playing we were getting all these people out that were on the team trying out for teams things like that that were just kept hitting them hitting them hitting them and they're like oh you know Oh God! Were you guys? How long have you been playing? Oh yeah, it was. We started by our first game we played together as a couple and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, oh wow, yeah, well, she's one of the top players in the world for one of the number one VR shooter games. I've been doing this for a long ass time, and used to be players on the paintball team. That you know, my 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 rise to fame in the area was that I would play King of the Hill, right? They'd be on maybe we'd go to tournaments, right? We'd go to paintball tournaments. I got a bunch of these on video too. And, oh nice. Uh, yeah, we played King of the Hill, and what I would do is, yeah, national teams would come in. I would be me. My G, my dangerous power G four, and a pair of boxers, and I would go <laughs> dozens and dozens of veteran professional paintballers would not get me out in my boxers. And I, I, I was I am still I still think still to this day the number one king of the hill champion of our local two, two bigger paintball parks out here because I would just go there I strip down my boxers they'd be two on one be versus me, and the idea is I accuracy is one thing so the idea is if you can shoot smarter that's first one thing and second of all. If you uh, humans work in a certain way where humans categorize things, or we see things, we categorize and we we, we look for patterns, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is that if you can, um, the, the the number one way you can hide yourself is to um, understand the patterns of what somebody would look for for you, 
in a stress, because when you're in a stress environment, you are straight up, you are going straight to your instinct. You are looking up, you know, you know, if, if, if someone catches, if someone looks you in the eyeball, instantly, you know, friend or not, that, that is an alert, it's an alerting form. If someone's facing you and in your direction and they're somehow pointing or indicating your direction, instantly going to alert somebody. If, you know, if something's moving, um, you know, some small rustling, uh, the biggest issue with people are playing airsoft, things like that, or people are playing, um, you know, like Milsims or like paintball, whatnot. Right. Is to look for small movements, and they'll forget the gigantic dude walking in front of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the video with the monkey, where it's like they're playing basketball, and a gorilla comes by, beats his chest, and then walks out. Nobody saw him because they're following the basketball, right? So you need to be that gorilla. So the idea is that what are they looking for? And the what I would simply do is that if you want to play somebody, right? I could be dead smacking my boxers. If you walk sideways or backwards, your mind doesn't process that as a threat. Right. If you are uh, if you are walking uh, out in the open, as in casual, like you not you are you are not a threat. You are you have your your gun down. You're just you could be just chilling. You're just looking, yeah. walking, and you could be facing the enemy. Whatever. You are not pointing. So if you're if you're not pointing, you're not indicating towards an enemy area. Like if you know there, if, if I have an enemy shooting at me right here in front, if I were to dash far left flank and just start walking my rifle down. They're not gonna. I, 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 I don't. It's like like a, like a bee or an insect. You don't pay attention to them. They won't pay attention to you. The amount of times so, that yeah, we yeah. have, like, we, yeah, father when we ask Cap, yeah. like, hey, what's going on? Our enemies always get shot in the side. And for the they, we're, we're you know, that's just how it always us. works. So we asked him, "Where do you need us?" He's like, "We just need to take their base." So yeah. we would just casually just walk up to their base. Walk up. Hey, you guys are out now. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck did <laughs> you do? It's like I just walked into the front door. Yeah, but you, <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, I bet you no one done that today yet, have they? No, <laughs> no one expects a foe to just walk in the front door. You know, you, you weren't sneaky at all. It's like, okay, you want to go there? Just okay. You know, you go walk. You take a path that's a, a common path. Take the path beaten. Don't go in a sneaky way because people. What are they looking? They're looking in the bushes. They're looking at behind bunkers. Mm-hmm. Looking at things. No one's looking at the path everyone walks to get back to base with the other fucking teammates. Yeah. You know, you just walk. And it is nothing. No, no rule against. Just not being a threat, right? How did you get started in paintball? Was that your first? Uh, did you do that before you did uh, airsoft? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so actually, I did airsoft when I was a kid. I was a lot younger. Then I got into paintball when I got, became more like a teenager. Um, because uh, when I was in Venezuela and Guatemala and stuff like San Domingo, airsoft. How did um, you end up over uh, overseas, by the way? Uh, so my stepdad is a, a CFO of a big construction company. They do, like, uh, government highways, tunnels, uh, you know, waterways, things like that. So whenever they got yeah. a big contract... They go there, work with the government, do, do the gig. And forever long the gig took to make, we were there and went to the next country. But uh, uh, paintball, though, is expensive. Airsoft is a lot cheaper in places that there are countries that can't afford to have paint shipped over to them all the time, right? So airsoft was the way to do it. They sold airsoft guns at freaking just side, side stores and marts, things like that. People would use them to go rob places with it. But, you know, they sold. So people, people bought them, so people sold them, right? Um, they're airsoft guns. So we go, we to get the guns we go at some sort of park or play place that's in the compound that we lived at we start shooting each other up play games and whatnot we have face protection that were by no means rated by any sort of company or body <laughs> right and you know, but yet also the guns right. were shooting, you know 120 fps kind of a thing right they're like right point one twos exactly right yeah exactly um so that was the thing but then you know when you got into college and went on high school high school and college I'm wearing a paintball because, you know, it's you're a kid, you don't get hit by a paintball. It's like, oh, that hurts, you know, but then as you get older, it's like, okay, that doesn't matter at all. And, you know, and then, you know, the 
the fear of getting hit by paintballs all the time went away. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So as a teenager, a young teenager, I got more into paintball and then got into college, joined a team, like college team. The president left and I became the president of that team. We traveled around, did the whole thing and, you know, just did that. But did it for many years and a lot of games, a lot of playing. Um, I was on a billboard in my university, funny enough, for their, their, their clubs and teams. I had a really cool shot. Basically, it was just like this in the mask. It was like that, you know, holding the thing in his um, Webster billboard. But, um, uh, yeah, no, did that and loved it. It was tons of fun and school paid for it, which is even better. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah, exactly. We got our own gun, school paper, paint, the fields, the play, the transportation, food. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. But with that, though, you know, obviously you learn bad paintball habits. But what you, what people keep forgetting is, like, oh, yeah, paintball, airsoft, speedsoft, you know, oh, you know, um, mill sims. Oh, they're all good, bad, this, that, all whatnot. Whatever has an opinion or something. Oh, yeah. But what translates to all of them is how to deal with yourself in a heated situation. You know, crap, I'm the last guy left and there's a bunch of people coming in. Like in real life, like I tell my rapper clients, like, listen, you ought to get into airsoft because how many times in your life, you know, a lot of them have been shot. Can you go and practice somebody about to, about to go ambush you? You can actually shoot them back and not just be like, oh, pretend, you know? Yeah. Listen, there's, you know, there is something you can't see that can hit you and kill you. And now you have to defend yourself with a weapon analog, right? And be able to actually defend yourself um, in a situation. And it doesn't matter. They say, oh, your guns don't, there's no recoil. And guns are accurate. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, when it, at the end of the day, what you're shooting with and your gun means shit if you don't know how to shoot it or you can't get it on target. You know, right. I can kill somebody with my 22 19 11. Why kill somebody with a 50 BMG if they're just here just uh, shooting somebody with it? You know, if you have a 22 and you get someone right in an eye socket, they're dead. I mean, yep. simply put, right? So it's 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 not the lethality of the gun and what you're using. It's how you handle yourself in a stressful situation. You have a weapon, even better. So an airsoft, hook yourself up with a weapon. You get a bunch of enemies. You get a team, which can be friends, family, whatever the hell it is. And you put yourself in a situation where, okay, I'm pinned down. What's the smartest way to go about this? Oh, boom, shot in the head. Let's not do that next time. Let me try something else. Oh, yeah. grenade. Flashback. Oh, may, may, let me let me not go that way. Let me let me let me. Maybe I'm a better shooter at a distance. Maybe I'm a better shooter up close. Maybe I'm a better uh, at full auto. Maybe I'm better at semi auto. But you won't know those things until you have the power to actually shoot something and somebody to shoot in a situation where you need to actually calm down, not panic, right. and yeah. attack back. Most people go into the, will go on the on on the defensive or run away. Well, here's where you practice the offensive. How do you engage? You know. You have a gun that goes bang and it kicks back. Well, you know, if you can't get that first shot lined up, doesn't fucking matter, does it, what you have? So that's why I say airsoft in all the different disciplines, like speedsoft, uh, milsim, paintball, all those things. Paintball, yes. Running and shooting, running and shooting, running and shooting. But once again, what do you do more in paintball than anything else? Snapping. You know, you will snap. You become a snap expert in paintball, right? Yeah. You work out your court, you work outside, you work out how exactly you can, in an instant. You can line up your body. Like, I can pick up a gun, and I can tell you right now, like, my my body is perfectly flat, you know, on one side, and I'm only going to expose the bit that I need. Or if I need to do a far lane, I can do a far right. lane, expose my gun in a part, part of my head. Because the way I see it, paintball, the best players get shot in the face, right? Because, yep. you know, I, I really, ever get dots on me. If I get out, usually it's because I'm getting nicked on the side. Right, of, right on the side of the mask. That's or... all I allow them to see me. That's all I allow. And if they get me fucking respect to you buddy good shot you know what i mean and uh it's a fair out i'm happy plus you hear a super loud ding so you know you're out Better if they <laughs> yeah. <do that. laughs> yeah 
Well, that's the thing I was talking about with uh, some other people recently is uh, playing paintball. When I got into this airsoft thing, you know, a few years ago and started watching some videos and stuff, I'm like, why do you keep, why do, why do people keep saying like, uh, call your freaking hits? You're not calling your hits, call your hits. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you know, I played paintball yeah, for the awesome. seven years. Uh, yeah. That was a non-issue, bro. Like, yeah. it, it, it rarely came up. Yeah, so rare that rubbers, it wasn't even was like so a thing. No, there's yeah. like, especially like you say, you know, if you're if, most of the time you're getting hit like from here up. Uh, yeah. There, there's no question you got hit, and then yeah. there's a big thud. Yeah, you know, exactly. by the way, too, because it's a lot heavier. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, I just sent a a video to somebody I just talked to recently, uh, on Instagram showing a slow, you know, a slow-mo of, uh, cause I follow a bunch of paintballers and stuff on uh, Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. And it was that same thing, you know, they're peeking out and, uh, slowed down and you see the guy like two, two balls right in a row, you know, just one hits like his arm or something or his hand and Mm -hmm. then one hits his mask. And it's just this bright yellow, you know, and I said, see, this is why, uh, there that's a non-issue in paintball. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, everyone knows you got hit, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and the thing with, you know, airsoft to it is the whole honor sport thing and whatnot. And, these, and uh, but it, it's, it's, I didn't put it there. There, every time we play, there's always the issue of people not calling their hits and things like that and whatnot, but it's, I didn't put it. So there's a trade-off. Paintball, rarely are you getting hit, walk out, and come back on the field. You get hit, you're out. You're out for the so The trade-off is if we have more cheaters and airsoft, well, you're also a more, more persistent in uh, game style where, okay, if I'm hit or out, at least I know I'm going to come right back in in a few minutes and I'll be fine. Where, yeah. you know, it's like where paintball, you get hit, you're out until the round is over typically, and the rounds are quicker. Um, you get to play more airsoft than you do paintball, in my opinion. So it is, while you do have more cheaters, you also have more gameplay. Gotcha. So, you know, now... Statistically, so it's going to be... Yeah, so you take cheaters you. in paintball, cheaters in airsoft, right. increasing the amount of players, the amount of time you're playing in the game itself, having per shots fired, so to speak, you'll find, okay, yeah, there are more cheaters in airsoft, but it's only a small bit more. And, mind you, you just move on with the next guy. You're still playing. You freaking move on. Have right. fun. You cut, 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 right? And you have a lot more, you know, ammo. It's the, the fun of it. It's it's a different thing. The same idea where it's, okay, paintball, you know, we each have markers. We're shooting each other. Paintball, it's you eliminate the other players. Airsoft, it's you complete a task. You know what I mean? There, yeah. it's it's you, you can play a whole game of airsoft, never shoot anybody. And still be the yeah. best, be the MVP. You know what I mean? You can't play paintball and not shoot anybody. Right. You know? The idea is that, you know, you can have that one shot that changes the game and stuff like that on paintball and airsoft, but in airsoft, you can be that person that still have action the entire time until you make that one shot, right? Because, you know, there's, you typically, oh yeah, shooting is really ever an objective in airsoft. Have you ever played any games you play? Oh, you need to go kill this person. Really, is that action objective? Usually it's get this from there, hold this building, defend this, hope that don't hurt them. You know, it's, it's a game of restraints. It's not a game of where paintball, it's how many more? How much paint can I get on target as quickly as I can? You know, and your yeah. rock stuff like that, and you're pouring the things and whatnot, and you're snapping back and forth. Which again, have you have you seen those paintball guns that are uh, mag fed now? Uh, I've seen those. Yeah, though. Yep, yep. I, I know they're now. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not shoot, I'm not shot one myself, but yeah, I know they're more prevalent now than when I played, you know, five, six. Yeah, because they're starting to do their own milsim kind of things now too with those. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Nice, those events. Yeah, we yep. didn't have that. You know, I I was playing paintball from '94 till like 2002 or so, mm-hmm. and uh, we never heard of. I mean, we made our own. You know, milsim like capture the flag or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We just playing somebody's woods, but uh, and we went to some speedball you know, places yeah. and stuff. But, uh, but the, the mag fed stuff, man, that's, I've seen some videos on that. They're, uh, they're starting to do like full milsim kind of things. Yeah. It was like a lot of fun too. I, I would love to yeah. go. I would, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to go invest, you know, thousands of dollars in the freaking mag fed paintball guns now, even though as much as I want. <laughs> I know, right. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things where, in all honesty, that is the evolution of this because now your mags are holding 30 rounds. You know what I mean? Maybe if you get a, a, a you know a mid cap that's bigger, you can hold maybe a fifty or something like that. They spin around or whatever. But you know now you're marking targets. You have heavier weight, or shooting harder. You have restrictions that are analog to real life, and just like you know, and you also have the gas, which is you know, I hate the freaking gas system and whatnot. But you know, if people love HPAG and gas blowbacks. I want to get one. I think they're going to be super cool and fun. But I just I still think electric is you know, it's the all season way. Yeah. What what is your uh... So why don't you like the uh, HPAs? Uh, okay, so the tube in the tank thing I did during during paintball and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of the air tube in the tank. Um, we also will, will we we have people that fly instead of drive to places. Taking mm. tanks is a real pain in the ass. You have to rent right. ones like that and reconnect it. Um, if you have an issue with an AEG, uh, typically you can dislodge, fix, replace very cheap. If you have an issue with an HBR, GGBBR, um, you are going to have either a broken sealer, a broken valve, broken gasket that you were not fixing that day, and you're going to be out of gun. Yeah. So it's to me, HB, HBAs, you know, they say, yeah, you can adjust things on the fly. The parts seem definitely more durable, and they're more better, more analog, things like that to real guns and stuff because you can get the actions and all that. Yes, that is cool. That is awesome. And they are great to run. I see people run them. It tons of fun. They make a cool noise. However... Like us, you know, we are, you know, say starting out, but like, you know, we have kind of maxed out our electric kit, our, you know, we are Milsim players. We have everything we need to play Milsim and really high quality stuff, things like that. We play it for a while. Gas blowback, stuff like that, are what you get into kind of would be like our next step, I would feel like. Say somebody wanted to get into gas blowbacks, I'll play airsoft. Don't buy a gas blowback rifle. Don't buy an HPA rifle. Go get an electric, run that, know what you like, get used to it. So when you're HPA, inevitably breaks or it doesn't work in the weather you're playing in you actually have a good gun that you can fall back at that's going to be better if not if you know as good if not better than that other hba um and uh a lot of you know milsim events at least the ones that are out here sometimes like they're ones that are kind of more makeshift they don't have like the gas hookups for you know putting compressing air and things like that or you know they don't yeah. like fender out there except for those are like um um uh it's just it's it's a whole different baby that has a whole different set of problems that um, unless you do it really right, is just a pain in the ass. This yeah. one, but when you get it right, it is there's no going back. Yeah. Right. But again, we started playing seriously with you know investing, you know, have like good money and things like that, and traveling and stuff like that to airsoft somewhat recently. So we have not gotten to that part where I can say, okay, I have an HPA, I have a GBBR rifle. Here's why I love it and don't love it. I just know that it's not a good place to start, even if you want to go professional or go. They professional right. go, you know, like travel around and spend a lot of money in the, in the hobby. 
you don't want to rely on that if you're putting two thousand. You're we're spending two thousand dollars to go to this, you know, to go to Firestorm, right. uh, Firestorm three, and just to get there, right, and stay there and stuff like that, and to get back. Well, imagine going there and having your own your your gun fail because you only fit somebody in this in the airplane with you. So you know, if you have HBA or if you have a, you know one of those things die, now you're spending your two thousand bucks plus ticket and things like that using gun you don't want to freaking use. Yep. That's your secondary and stuff like that, and it sucks because you know which. Mind you, there's not been a single weekend we've ever gone and played anywhere where there weren't a handful of people in that exact same problem. Had to go either rent a gun, had to go spend half the day fixing their gun, and it didn't run as well as it was, or it was too cold, or it was too hot, and the O-ring broke or cracked or whatever stupid thing, and then you have to go take the whole thing apart to get the one little part, get diagnosed and test all the parts, put it back together, tune it all back up and things like that. Oh, my bucking's bad. Pin, pin, boom. Out goes the barrel. New bucking, boom, bam, let's go. You know, which is again ninety <laughs> percent yeah. of your problems with one of these is your right. bucking split. Dude, right? I, I can't tell you how many people I talked with that uh, have been playing for years, and they use a you know most well they'll they use AGs, but mm-hmm. they'll uh, they'll take four, five, six guns to a mill sim. Yeah, so oh, that's that, a, yeah, we take all yeah, of our guns. The, yeah, their backups, and then you know their friends yeah. if they're you know, but mm-hmm. like. It's so it, it's I guess it's so expected in airsoft that yeah your gun's gonna break on the field and I always wondered I ask this question all the time mm-hmm. I've asked it numerous times on these podcasts with a bunch of different people why is it what I've seen from the I guess the outside looking in uh, mm-hmm. why are airsofters people that get into airsoft and they really love it and they start getting you know more expensive guns they buy a they'll spend two hundred dollar plus mm-hmm. three hundred dollars plus on a gun and they expect it to break and I'm going, bro, I can buy a fucking nine millimeter, you know, Smith and Wesson shield for 280 bucks. Uh, the fucker will never fucking break. <laughs> okay. Like, like I, I just, and if it did break within the first, you know, five times I used it, so we much. would be pissed. Okay. Yeah. We would be pissed, but airsofters are all like, Oh yeah, it's a $300 gun. Yeah, of course it's going to break on the field. I'm like, what the fuck? Why do? Where's the standards? So, <laughs> why? So, why is all the airsoft is just like accepting of everything breaking? Oh yeah, I don't get so it. We, yeah, let me. Here's here's my two cents, and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> He's slowly just going to accumulate everything that we have in the front. Yeah, of that's cool. Here. Well, in the meantime, we can. Uh, so you know, you and I can talk because. Uh, so you got? Did you get an airsoft because of him? And yes. now are you guys on a team just recently yes. you said? Yeah. So recently um, we still need to, uh, we finished our probation with them. Um, we're, I think we're about to get patched in at Firestorm. Will you be at Firestorm, by the way? Will we see you at Firestorm 3? Firestorm? Firestorm. Is that the Lion Claws one in uh, South mm-hmm. Carolina? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, a friend of mine who's actually been on a few uh, videos in our channel, he uh, he lives like 30 minutes away. He's been trying to talk me. We you actually went and, we went and scoped out the site because we were oh, down there. Really? So we went and scoped out the site because he's going. So uh, <laughs> if I go, it'll be as a press. You know, I'll get a press pass. But um, so I, yeah, I'm, I, I am not fit for uh, duty on the field. Oh, uh, and, 
<laughs> I walk. I, I don't. I don't travel very fast or far gotcha. uh, before my legs are like fuck you. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's just leftover shit from uh, from what I had before. But anyway, uh, I I will go, or I would think about going, and if I do. It's going to be uh, to film all you all. Oh, okay. that would be so cool. <laughs> but we're from um, Lucifer's Wolves. Yeah, Lucifer's Wolves. Yeah. A lot of them what is it called? run out of Lucifer's Wolves. Yeah, okay. Run out a big of, team I mean, around the country. Florida. bunch of us are at. Yeah, Florida, South, South Carolina. One, two in Chicago. We're, we're some of the... Is that in September? Firestorm? That's uh, this month. That's the 24, 25. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should you should get your present. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. Uh, it's down the street for me. We have I to mean, pay two grand to get down there. It's in your backyard, you bastard. Bro, it's like it's two hours <laughs> from me. It's not even two hours from me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not crying. I'm saying, hey, that's close. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool event. And last time they'll be at this AO, it's the only time they'll be able to do it because there is someone taking it over, and it'll be yeah. like, the only time it'll be ever done like this. So it's a one one and done it's AO. Be done after yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to use your little Millfinder fight, Mill Millfinder site, no, and uh, it's it's the uh, sponsored event. Milson Finder. Perky, that's it. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'll have to I'll have to use that and uh, look up the uh, tickets, whatever, mm-hmm. and see what. Yep. So, the big so was my reason why I left and come back is that yes, airsoft guns. You can do look at the physics of it. You can buy uh, a SEMA or like you know like a lance tackle things like that. It'll shoot the same as vfc whatever the hell it is in terms of physics it'll shoot damn near almost exactly the same as the other ones now the thing is is when you go and you say oh okay, i'm gonna get a 300 lens tactical or 250 lens tactical yes it's gonna break in the field well you know there's that and then there's like one of these guys like a samurai's edge you know i think, I think these uh, retailer i think they're uh 7.99 retail and then the sr15 you know Five ninety nine retail stuff like that. They are made with okay. The intention of okay, a gun will shoot accurate. We can increase the accuracy. Great, let's do that. But then the gun itself is manufactured with smaller tolerances and uh, higher quality parts, and oftentimes even freaking support. If you don't modify it, gotcha. you can have warranty on the thing. But the yeah. idea is you can. There's I feel like there's nothing wrong where if somebody wants to say okay, I want to get a gun. If it breaks, they'll just buy a new one because you're spending two hundred fifty bucks on a gun. You want to spend like this one here, two hundred and fifty bucks on a two hundred fifty dollar gun um, to make it shoot like one of these guys, right? So you want to just use the gun, shoot it. If if the one inch difference in you know BB spread at X amount of feet means nothing to you, yeah, get a cheap gun, use it till it breaks. Freaking give it to a junkyard, make some bucks off. You trade in a break, broken gun, you can get it towards. It's like you know you can use car. You go to a gun store, hey, this gun doesn't work, but here all the furniture Here's that does. Oh yeah, we'll give you yeah. twenty bucks off or whatever on the shelf, you know. And there you go. And people, and I know people that do that. That's that's the way of doing. Gotcha. It. But that's also how I used to think when I was younger, and how I had a bunch of shit, a bunch of broken shit growing up, is because well, I used to buy cheap and replace all the time. And with airsoft, I have found that you're more respectful to the craft if you spend more. Again, it's like if you spend a lot of money on something, like we're gonna take care of this, right? And if it breaks, buy once, cry once, kind it, of thing. Exactly. exactly. One thing is where this is a this is a future forward platform, right? Where you don't need ever anything in it. The Samurai Edge, everything inside of it's done. It's maxed out, gate tightened, everything like that. 
you know, Tibor barrel, it shoots unbelievable out the box, right? But it also has like, you know, a limited warranty out the box too, which is nice. Right. So it'll last, it'll shoot yeah. more BBs for longer, exactly. Like, longer period of time. You'll get more use out of it than the other one. Yep. They're both uh, VFCs, things like that. So the parts are available you. everywhere for them, things like that. And that's just the way we wanted to go about, go about it. But, um, yeah, if people want to have a bunch of guns and shoot them and just wait till they break and get another one, that's one way one way of going about it. But it's um, that goes back to the psychological thing I meant before, where okay, how how can I get into this hobby and sport? Like we got into Pokemon seven months ago, now we have thirty thousand dollars of products in our bedroom, you know. So it's you know, how can we get into this, this sport? Be competitive and not have to have you know fifty guns on our wall, right? Because it gets addictive. So we figured, okay, if we took the psychological path of let's let's get the best thing we could possibly get and spend our money on and, like, cherish it, yep. right? We're not going to want to get other things apart from the other weapon classes. Like, we have, you know, the SMGs. We have the Chris Vector for the for full auto play. If a place along that's full auto at 1 or 1.2 joules, we have those. You know, these are main or primaries. Like things from the yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You can still get those things, but you... Yeah, your, your big hunks of money are already done and out. Yeah, because no one's going to be reliable, and if it breaks, going back, you fix yeah. that one piece. Going back to video game right. too is the you'll see everyone has all these fun guns, right? Things like that, and just like in video game logic, what's the most commonly used gun? The most powerful one. That's how you know if there's a way, if there's something that can be abused. And it is the ultimate form of destruction or ends to a means. Well, that's going to be abused, right? So the idea is that right. if we can get guns, that it, it would be extremely hard for us to out. Like we can't go online or build a gun that's probably going to shoot better than this or hers. Like there's yeah. really put to physics defined in the limitations which we have with 1.5 joules. You can't improve these anymore. I mean, simply put. So now, why would we want to go buy another gun? You know, it's like it's like spending five hundred bucks to get an incremental upgrade every single time. Eventually, you're, you're ten right. grand in the hole, and you're still not really satisfied yet yeah. because you're constantly incrementing. So we said, "Fuck it, let's go zero to a hundred Because this is a game where it's more about our. We want it to be more about our skill yeah. than the gun's fault. Exactly. Right? We can say we can eliminate the gun as being as, as accurate as good as we can. We're playing against people that are combat veterans, take this very seriously, and yeah. we fuck with them. We want our competency to be what they're facing, not who's exactly. you know as well my gun's having problems doesn't shoot really well oh you got me because i'm right. another place well no no you know i know where i'm shooting i know what i'm doing you're playing against me not against my guns right right, right. because i know Even, i know this is will do what i wanted to do now it's you and me tactics. yeah right With people out there smacking the guns and spraying and stuff like that. they're the, the biggest issue i find too is milson Benson and things like that is people shooting bbs and they're not actually reaching but they think they are right yeah that is they don't, they don't know their engagement distance so if you can if you can you know, just like these guns here, the very high-end hop, the biggest thing, a high-end or a good high-end, you know, like a, a, a refined hop, because trust me, the plastic G&G hops are unbelievable, like 10 bucks. They'll, yeah. out, they'll smoke a max hop in most cases because it's the exact same thing in a tenth of the, or a fifth of the price. Right? Yeah. Really but um, but then it comes to weather and plastic stuff like that. So, you know, metal is the benefits. Of it. Anyway, again, go for durability. When you upgrade a gun, go for durability and to increase its performance. If you can, if you can get higher FPS, you get max out your jewelry, max out 1.5 joules. From there, just go durability. If you know the uh, swapping out a barrel or a bucking can usually make that difference. And then just you know, durable, more durable barrel, more durable, whatever the hell it is, trying to make it better because it's already good enough. But um, uh, it is that if um, if you're going to go and upgrade your stuff, 
I'm trying to remember what I was saying before. If you're gonna upgrade your stuff, um, do it in a way where you know if you buy a nice gun now, like these Samurai's Edges, funny enough, if you want to buy one of these things used, you're spending maybe a little less, not the same as his retail, because there, you know, it's, it's a limited gun that's you know uh, that's a uh, max out and it's high sought after. And it's like, oh, this is the best thing VFC makes for an AEG. It's, it's right here. I want to sell this. I bought it used. You know what I mean? Like this guy put this thing up there and many messages. I was like, listen, I was I paid the most and I got it. But yeah. uh, you know, most people would say, oh yeah, you can't let really resell airsoft shit. Yeah, if you're buying Lancer Tacticals, you're not. You know, if you're buying, you know, entry level GNGs, um, yeah, swap me things like that. They're trying true guns and whatnot, but like typically you have to take a huge hit on it. These here, the idea is listen, if you buy this used, um, say this is like, you know, it's like eight hundred bucks new, whatever it is, like that. All the parts inside of it, they make eight hundred bucks value. That's why the SSR 15 is a good value. 700 bucks, you get like 900 bucks parts in this thing, basically. Um, but you can say, oh, yeah, you can buy that GNG or the ARP, you know, whatever the Niners or something like that, and some sort of, you know, normal gun, da da da. Or you can buy this for a couple hundred bucks more than that, or a few hundred bucks more than that, and not have to go spend your eventual 500 bucks mm-hmm. with the upgrades that this one has that that doesn't have, right? Yeah. You buy a discount, you can sell it at a discount. But you have more features. That's the same principle as if you're buying a used car, always buy the maxed out trim you can afford. You know, it's better to buy like a Sentra with maxed out trim than an Ultima with a base model. Because, you know, when you're buying a used car, creature comfort simply win people over and add value to a car because, well, now you have a, a nicer car. Um, but it's the same exact car, but this one's nicer, right? Same same chassis, same engine, whatever that is, but you have more features. Well, that one's going to sell. So airsoft the same way. If you want to buy something, you want to resell it or try something, you know, either go really cheap and try to rent a gun or get something nice, cherish yeah. So, you know, hey, I spend all this money. I might as well go play, right? And it incentivizes you to play. You yep. take care of it. You clean it. Most people don't. You know, you put up on a right. wall because it looks really nice. It's a private piece. You go there. It's like, oh, my God, is that that one? Is that Novridge gun? Oh, my God, is that Samurai's Edge? I've always wanted to see. Oh, I want to shoot one of these things. You know, it's, it's yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's the right. parent tactical, your combat master, stuff like that. Yeah, combat master. Yeah, have fun, have fun, and if people can see you having fun, they're gonna have fun too. They sure. want to hang out with you, just like you know, in music, everything I do, it's all about networking with people. And how can I connect with somebody? This is a tool that I'm spending a bunch of money on. Do I need to spend a bunch of money on it? No, but do I want to have the, the 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 competitive respect to know that? Any fault that was given was mine and not because of my equipment. That makes me a better player. That makes me more reliable. That makes me more accurate. That makes me more dependable to somebody who is trying to get back that feeling of I was in Afghanistan shot at and I can never I can never outlive the time where I saw a kid die. And I I just I, 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 I I'm back home and now I can't readjust because that unbelievable high, you know, those people go play airsoft again. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not one of them. I play with them. That go and they expect you they expect to depend on you in a, a fun game as they did their partners in their real life environment that they were in before that caused them to be in that situation. Absolutely. Well the guy oh. just uh the podcast that just came out uh early this week, the yeah. uh Hail Hail yeah. yeah Airsoft. Yeah. He he's a combat vet, uh was in the army for six years. Mm-hmm. He does he uses airsoft as therapy. Yeah, uh, oh, I yeah. met a handful of people like that. that you know, and it's the reason. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it's uh, it helps them deal with you know, right? That's a big you know big thing. But no, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you guys, how did you get on your team? 
that you guys are a part of now? Was played, there a, really, played really, really well when they were playing and trying yep. out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, gotcha. At the same place, same time. Like, wow, you guys are really good. You know, yeah. you guys, well, but in our team, oh, that guy's, you guys are communicating, you're yelling back and forth, you're getting, you're, you're, you, you know, I trust her, she trusts me. Yeah. You know, because again, probably by herself, we wouldn't just be any other Joe Schmo just shooting out there. So, like, that. well, she's a girl with a really good shot. So, obviously, you know, one in a million for airsoft, but, you know, um, you mean but, girls uh, play airsoft? What? Yeah, I know, right? Oh my God. <laughs> the first Milsim that we no. went to, I even reached out to um, one of, like our team captain, and I was like, "Hey, there's actually like girls at this event." She's like, "Oh my God, how many?" And I was like, "I think there's probably about you know, you know, two hundred people here, and there's actually like there's three other girls." She's like, "Wow, that's a lot." It was like, "Yeah, I didn't yeah. expect to see any." Like, just. But uh, yeah, no, essentially, yeah, it was a circumstance, and um, we perform well, communicate well. And again, we, we went into play with the intent to, oh, let's go travel. And because her and I, we were a couple, we, I, I work here all the time. She works, we heard things. So we're, we're, we're homebodies. And, you know, I, we're constantly, you know, pe- people book me. So I get booked. So my, the, the, the people determine when I'm working, basically, right? I can say, oh, I'm not right. working. Then I can take my time off. It's, I work for myself. Yeah. But with that said, you know, it's, it's when you're self-motivated, it's hard to then stop being self-motivated in that way where it's like, okay, well, if I can, if I'm constantly making money and work, people helping their lives and business and things like that, it's hard to stop you on vacation. So the idea is that, okay, we have, we have, you know, this, we have Pokemon. I'll get to that in a second. But, um, Airsoft though allows us to have an, a, a unique experience. That, okay. What we, you know, not to, not like the people owe us be better than our friends or some shit like that. But you know, our friends, they go, Oh, let's go to, they go to Miami, they go to LA. Oh, let's go to Costa Rica or some shit, right? Some whatever place that accepts American licenses as passports, you know, something like that. And Oh, that's cool. And it's fun. You're relaxing and stuff like that. But then it's like, I can do that when I'm 70, you know? Yeah. I want, let's, let's do something that let, let's, what's like the most extreme thing. I want to go skydiving. I want to go, you know, para, Paris gliding, things like that, you know, paramotoring and stuff, all that stuff. So, if we're going to go out, if I'm taking time off of work, we're going to go do something. What's the most, again, as an opportunist, as an entrepreneur, what's the most fun we could possibly have for our time right. and money? Well, she's a damn good shot and loves to shoot shit. And I'm, I'm a, I was a big paintball guy and a big tactical guy. And I'm all about, you know, team tactical sports. Not, I don't like to, oh, let's go shoot, 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 shoot. No, I like to, uh, what gets me off is sneaking through enemy lines yeah, and taking something. Yeah. That's what gets yeah. me off. Not, Ramboing out there and shooting a bunch of shit. I like to not be seen, and it's all for me. It's all mind game. I like to fuck gotcha. with my enemy. You know, I like to, you know, to. As I said before, you know, how how can how can you be out in the open and nobody see you, right? Yeah. And and that's where your boxers. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. There's something where it's like, yeah, where well, how can you outsmart the enemy? He's also a pretty tall guy. He's six yeah, two. I'm six two. So, so he okay. kind of he yeah, stands yeah. out. Whereas stands I, out. I, I stand at five yeah. eight. Yeah. Um, and I'm you know kind of petite. So for me, it's a lot yeah. easier to tuck in yeah and just be very small and not she can fit behind the barrel yeah so (laughs) he's like out here you know drawing more attention but just i mean picking them off it gives me a much easier time to just push for you know grab two or three guys like hey you two you're coming with me and they're like what do we do he's he's covering us we're pushing up pushing we'll start to clear it out and yeah. Behind us, like covering our back, so we're slowly just clearing them out. One of the things too that's like, yes, that, speaking of that, things like using like my size to advantage and her size to advantage, things like that is is the uh, paintball. One of the things that's always fun to do is you know is when you're say is um so a little trick here. It's less it's, it's not as useful in, in airsoft because of the impact noise, but 
So one thing to do in paintball, right? It's a little pro tip is when you're, when you're snapping and shooting somebody, right? Everybody has their, their finger walking pattern. They'll send five or six shots out, seven shots out, things like that. Right. In a certain, you know, they'll, they'll randomize it. Right. So they can't snap out and whatnot, but typically um, people don't realize it. Somebody's cover, somebody's a uh, snap fire, like their tend to hit fire is different pattern than somebody's uh, cover fire. Somebody wants to cover fire, they're going to shoot in a different pattern than they would be actually trying to shoot you and get you out, right? Or protect themselves. So the idea is that if you can condition somebody to understand a, a snapping pattern, okay, these guys shooting me, bum, 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 he's shooting me on this spot here, but then you can tell, oh, ping, 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 all over the place, random shots, oh, they're cover firing, no one's actually shooting at me, I can actually go and hit this guy because no one's aiming at me right now. But if you can condition somebody to know your I, I see you shot, but then you can walk it. So the idea is that. So essentially, you know, one of the things I did in the last couple of games heavily was a bunch of guys pinned down like a big shipping. Big, the best one is shipping containers. Shipping containers are very loud to shoot. So that you right. can really, you know, one, two, three, one, yep. two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. Then you all of a sudden hear, okay, that's cover fire. You can hop out and get those guys. They're running right now. But the idea is that if you can maintain that rhythm, you can walk till you're like dead smack, like 15 feet in front of them. Like, yo, bang, bang, you're out. Yep. Because gotcha. they think you're still all laid back there. Just right. trying to not have them peek their heads out, right? So, yeah. so once again, you're not, you're not trying to kill the enemy, but you are allowing your entire team to make advancements that they are not seeing because they, ex- they think you're just a guy there. Pin- oh, this guy's got his pinned down. No, no, no. They're traveling. You know, when someone's yeah. assume that you're in one spot, folk waiting for them to, to pop out to get shot. No, I don't care if you get shot or not. I want you to not see what's happening. Yep. That's my goal. And I want you to basically think that I'm over there, but now over here to your left. So when I stop shooting, you're going to go, I'm just going to just on the side. Again, our enemies get shot on the side. Ping, ping, you know, <laughs> one shot, you know, and stuff like that. And that that's that's what. That sounds cool, I, man. Do you yeah. guys have a YouTube channel that you uh Post these on? Do you have gameplay? A lot of footage. I didn't, I didn't see a, a listing on your Instagram. We have a okay. lot of footage, but we haven't really started to like pull a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, I have a lot of footage on the GoPros. And stuff. Uh, that is something that is going to be. Firestorm we should be the change because we oh, yeah. more is a bunch of us in the team. They're bringing cameras. I'll bring my drone, things like that. We're going to film it. We're going to yeah. probably make it. Plus, now we've got you know, yeah. our guns hit way more refined and, and going down. So that's not even something we really have to put any thought into because it's just, we've, we've already planned for it. Oh yeah. And so. Yep. so yeah, it's, we want to get the content, but I will might come first are like small tidbits, like uh, stories, things like that. Maybe we'll make a channel, like uh, like an Instagram channel for like, uh, you know, Milsim finder or whatever. We have the YouTube page already. And then we'll do like, you know, Oh yeah. Um, Milsim tips, you know, 30 second videos where it's like, why well, just said, Oh yeah. If, if you want to get across the field and not be detected, you know what enemy is looking for? They're looking for someone looking yeah. at them for things, pointing yeah. at them, they're looking for things, engaging at them. Act casual, walk backwards, walk sideways, keep your gun down. You know, don't look threatening. Keep all your body language as common and nice as possible because the idea is even not a threat in, in, in a pinch, you're not going to be, you're not going to engage, you know, the attention of the enemy where, oh my God, threat is looking at me, right? right. In the peripheral. It'll be somewhere where they're not engaging and not expecting any attacks or sharp, sudden movements. You know, be super smooth. Walk in a very unpredictable way. Why would somebody be there? Well, guess what? That's a great place for you to be then, right? It's like, it would make no sense for someone to be there because we can get them out so easily. Well, 
be a great place for you to be because that's the that's the first place they expect you to be. So you wouldn't be there because never forget you're playing against people that are competent. That's the thing, you know. And people, oh, no jokes, all things like that. No, they're not. Well, you know, you're playing speed off with teenagers, and you're playing a milsim event with combat veterans. You're playing against people who are thinking about your thinking. So you need to think about they're thinking about your thinking. So what are they thinking that I'm thinking about, right? And how are they going to analyze what my, what my moves be? It's just like chess. I played chess like three times a day, every fucking day when I lived in Amsterdam. I was talking about that chess tables. I would go and smoke some weed and play some chess. And I challenge people all over the country to be walking by and stuff like that. I would just be having a great old time. It's like chess. Chess is a game about not about the pieces, about the strategy. It's about understanding how your opponent thinks. If you can learn from their first part of the game, how they move, what their tactics are, what's what what how do they preserve themselves and how do they how do they act offensively? If you can predict what their moves are gonna be, what their potential moves could be, well then you can circumvent your way around that. Milsims are no different. You know, and it's the same way. It's, you know, it's gun engagements, you're protecting your life, you don't give a rat's ass about anything else, you just want to not get shot because you don't want to get shot, right? Right. So that's your intention. That's your that's your goal is to not get shot. If you're a self-preservative and you're a ballsy player, where can you go in the visible space that I'm at right now that I can observe that would help retain your goal? Because some people, like my friend who was here last time, he had the drum mag one. He was freaking Leroy Jenkinson all the time. Ah, <laughs> running on the fun just get shot. Oh, God damn it. You know? Yeah. You know, but that's also, a, that's also their strategy. Their way of, of preservation is to get more outs. How can I get... More people out, and, or, and how can I, in the most in the most extreme or like intense way I can because they're adrenaline junkies and they want to just get seen. Yeah. Well, now, where if I were in that person, where would they go? Where would that person like to be? And where can I, you know, okay, if I'm here, I can throw a grenade there and get them out in a flash yeah. race because they're if they're going to be fast and running. You know, I have to hit a moving target now at a distance. Well, if I have a blast radius of twenty feet and a grenade, now it's time to think about having that. And I'll have a grenade, what I typically do too, since I'm here, my finger here. I have a grenade I can, I can demonstrate, but I'll just show you for the time being. So in a situation where I'm having to engage certain targets here, I'm having to protect my back or something on the side or a flank where might be some balls, the enemies, or like a, a choke point somewhere, is what I'll do is I'll have my hand on my gun here, and I have a grenade through the pin on my finger here. Gotcha. And I have, I have so I have a grenade on my finger here, and it's being basically straddled in my hand, kind of like I, like I have to hold the bottom of it. And it works where it doesn't rattle around. I hold it in my finger. So I have my, my hop-up, right? So I have my hop-up. I have my grenade in my hand here held. I can still, you know, I can still drop mags and load things like that. I can drop a mag and I can load my right hands up like that. Um, but the idea is that if that were to happen, you know, right? It just pulls right out. The right. Thing, the oh, that's right cool. So I, I'm watching yeah. this guy here. I you know the guy's coming on the side there. I can, I can keep covering down. You know, and not ever have to move or break my sight. And cool. you know, so, finger on hop up. It, what, you'll uh, see what grenade? Yeah, what um, grenade I did, you guys use? Normal, they normal F sixty sevens, the you know the yeah. Nolgay ones that you just get the you know the parks because we fly one out, we have to get what's usually available. Yeah, so it's to, like typically uh, gotcha. available. Yeah. We don't have any reasonable ones yet because because of the nature of how I play and how I try to go somewhere and then get gone. Recovering expensive grenades okay. is not going to be an option. So no, uh, I got to uh, use disposables. Yeah, right. Have you yeah, ever but, tried tagins? Yeah, tagins. I've, I've thrown a couple of those, and those are terrifying. But they're also hard yeah. to find. So if we had an option, fuck yeah, bigger bang, let's do it. But right. again, we get what's available because whether it's a big bang or not, it's still a twenty feet blast radius. So 
you have know. you ever tried the uh, tag in launcher? No, I've been the uh, Reaper uh, round. I want one so bad. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is a constant battle well, of babe. We need a grenade. Yes. But, yeah, we but do we? He's like, it's a necessity. I'm like, is it a necessity? He's like, we can totally find a way to justify this for a music video. It's like, Dude. okay, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they, you know, you uh-huh. would love it. Uh, what's your name again? Grace and Ryan. And I know, I know Grace and what? Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Okay. Ryan, you would love it because, uh, this thing, as far as physics, bro, it's rifled. Okay. Oh yeah. I think it's got perfect. It no, shoots. Tons of videos of them. Tons and tons. Dude, of it so. shoots so flat. It you're, is. You're the, saying the standalone launcher, like the one that, the, 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 the side actual launcher. launcher. Yes. Launcher, yeah, not the attachment piece. Yeah. That thing is badass. We have a uh, we oh. made a video on it uh, on our channel, and um, it, it shoots. I had nothing. I had no idea what this thing was. Okay, like no, I'm it, like, oh, this thing ain't gonna shoot that far. It's fucking airsoft grenade. Oh, yeah. What's it gonna do? Boom. I'm not kidding. I, my and two of my sons were like, no, no, no. We've seen these at Millsims. They shoot really far. I'm like, bullshit. Come on. Like I'm on camera saying this stuff. I'm like totally making myself look like an idiot. And uh, I'm like the first uh, dummy round he shot, we were almost a football field away. And uh, well, not quite, you know, maybe 70 yards. Well, this thing goes through the tarp, through into the woods, into the fucking kudzu, like gone. Uh, I mean, such a straight shot. You could see me on camera go. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. Well, then uh, we had a couple of Reaper rounds as well. And um, I mean, I was super impressed. But uh, yeah, those things are fun for sure. Oh my God. We we definitely love the use of it. Oh my gosh. I will never. I can buy them and I'll go buy them right now. It's just. You know, if you could just, uh, you know, like if you're, because you like to sneak or whatever, but one of those days you're going to be like, man, I don't feel like sneaking. I want to blow some motherfuckers up. Oh, no, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. I love blowing shit up. Yeah. I love, I love, I love, yeah. I will not forget the first time I used a grenade because I was like, man, this is going to be so oh, cool yeah. when I do it. We were trying to rush this castle. They were like, we need to take back this castle because we needed the main oh, man, one. I see, yeah, I see really we have like this little one that's a big one. Cheater. There's Amazing. two guys yes. in there that are just cheating fucking. Like, I have watched four of my teammates try and charge in here. Emptying mags yeah. on this guy. I it's not guy. going to hit. Shot me. I call He's myself. I'll be hit him. He's still yeah. charging and shooting them. Now they're trying well, to like. Oh my This is what she's saying. It's crazy. I'm not going to deal with fighting with this. It's not worth arguing that he's being a cheater. I'm just out. I'm going to wait my time. It's like my first hit, whatever. But I'm sitting here going, okay, you just like took out six of my guys. And you're cheating. I've watched you get hit like in your fingers. You just you just caressed your hand because you got yeah. these little fingies. Like you definitely got hit, my guy. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I'm sneaking up and I get to like the corner of the doorway and I have a dead guy standing right here. And we're not you're not supposed to talk when you're dead. But this guy's a cheating asshole. So my guy is like, he's looking inside and looking at me, looking inside, looking at me, and he's like it's like right there. He's like so I just take the grenade, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be the first time I'm throwing a grenade. I know there's a ref in here, but, like, he's not leaving. They know I'm coming. So I pop the pin, bake it for a second, and just chuck it around the corner. And you just heard two very low, oh, boom. <laughs> this guy still didn't admit that he was freaking out. 
Oh my God. I, so I went yeah. around the corner oh, and I start lighting him up like, because it's like, okay, you're still going to shoot at me. This is a full auto moment. Grenades can't this is, for real. This is, this is full auto. I, okay. He, he shot me a bunch of times. So I'm shooting back. Um, and I, I may or may not have aimed a little bit low just to kind of really sink <laughs> it in. Uh, cause he called Nut me. shot. He called me an effing C, and it's I don't know if you have to like worry about censorship on this, but I mean he he's, no. he's calling me a fucking cunt, and it's like okay, no, you're getting shot in the dick, buddy. You've, you've been <laughs> grenaded. You've had like three mags emptied on you. Why is he calling you a shot. fucking cunt? Because I blew because up you got him. And he's determined to stay yeah, there, and it's like no, you're going to die. Oh my god, he's the guy who plays the Milson game with a dime ass. Put it that way. Yes, in black. Yes. Yeah. How dare you make fun of that? And then after, oh, no. after he's dead, right, he admits he's dead. He pulls out his dead rug. When I'm leaving with my team, he decides to just come out. And he started shooting the dead with, like, their dead rags. And then he just starts actively shooting. It's like, do you, do you need me to come back there and finish teaching a lesson or something? Like, what did we not <laughs> learn from this experience? You're dead right now. Oh, my God. You're gunned down, sir. Mm-hmm. So it's, Jesus. it's there's a lot of sneaking, yes, but man, if I see you really starting to just pick on my team, yeah, sneaking sure. is on stand. Done. Mm-hmm. Sneaking is on stand because for me, you know, he has he has a lot of his tactics and, and how he likes to play that he's talked about. But for me, you know, a lot of my time in shooting has either been, you know, I, I did martial arts for a long time, um, and I learned that from a lot of retired military servicemen you know a lot of different branches Mm -hmm. they tried to instill a lot of that tactic for me and i found that fun i was like okay trying to think like the other guy or think faster and better than the other guy Mm -hmm. but when i started getting into video games it's like okay yes i love a first person shooter game i love going around and doing the objectives and completing the mission but like that's that's only fun for so long what i enjoy is i'll still be playing that same game but i'll be playing with my friends in a custom lobby where we're making the rules it's like okay it's now my i'm gonna pick like two or three people i'm specifically going after them i'm gonna avoid everybody else i just want those three people i'm gonna figure out how i can outsmart them and that's that's similar to him that's where i get that's where i get Mm -hmm. it it's like okay how can Mm -hmm. we just go and start picking you off to where you're wondering where is she coming from where was she? Because as a woman in Airsoft, I have been given a decent amount of crap, you know, in your loading bays <laughs> or, you know, when you're back getting food and like, oh, you're a freaking girl. You know, you suck. You're not you're not going to do anything. You're not going to hit me. And it's like, OK, keep shit talking, buddy. It's whatever. But like if they get really adamant, it's like, OK, when you get shot in the butt later, you look in the direction that you got shot and look for the person waving at you. I'm away when I shoot you in the butt. And they're like, yeah, whatever. You're not going to do that. Did that the first Milson we played. And later, I thought I was like, "Did you see me wave?" I'm like, "That was that." Like, yeah, I told oh, you. Oh, that's I was awesome! Gonna do it. I told you I was going to do it. Don't pick on me just because I'm a girl. Let women play airsoft. Of course. Now, are you part of that uh, FTW? Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. Um, I'm not a a specific part of them yet, but I am friends with four or five of the women who are. And once we have a lot more, you know, content that's coming out. Uh, no, not from FTW. I have I have stuff from Lady Killer Airsoft. Lady Killer, Lady Killer Airsoft. Um, and oh, that's okay. a Canadian lady-owned airsoft oh, right. brand. She does a lot of yeah. like um, cording, um, straps, she does patches. It's, it's really high-quality yeah. stuff. 
absolutely oh, love it. I've seen that. Be in Canada right now too. Scary time to be an airsofter in Canada. Right yeah, now. they just changed some yeah, of yeah, their laws. Yeah, they're gonna they're trying to ban. Uh, trying to ban obviously their weapons sales, but also lookalike weapons. Yeah. So, yeah. so airsoft like, yeah. not- that came up last year or a couple years ago in Canada as well. They thought they were gonna ban it all. Yeah, they're pushing. And, uh, they're pushing right now, again. supposedly right they're now yeah. again, yeah. and they're not going to allow things to move through there either. Yeah, the allow manufacturers and whatnot. That. So hopefully that's. See, my, so, my political views are: is I want my uh, I want well, as was I want my my uh, gay transsexual weed farmers to defend their crops with guns. You know, <laughs> there, there you go. That's a great statement. Yeah, it combines all the all right. that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Here you go, uh, yeah. everybody. Just can we just have freedom? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Transsexual weed Please. farmers can defend their crops with automatic weapons. Can we have freedom that and rights. Hundred <laughs> percent, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I hundred percent agree. Like, <laughs> just let people do what they want to do. If they're not hurting someone else, let them be. Exactly. Okay? And if you want, if it's going to be yeah. allowed, great. Make rules and laws to oh. help regulate it, and then uphold. And and, yeah. and unfortunately, yeah, due, due to where I've lived all my life, having universal. Uh, free health care is also very nice. Yeah, be able to walk into a hospital. I wouldn't do I was in Holland. I had like, like a health, um, like a uh, flu, and I had like a almost broke my ankle. I walked into a hospital, treated me, gave medication, everything like that. Didn't even give them my license or an ID. They didn't. They asked, they asked me who my name was, but I never looked at an ID. He just walked in yeah. and treated me. I left, did not pay a single dollar. That's bad. I like that, especially if you play airsoft and you get busted. You just walk in the hotel, not worry about being billed for it. That would <laughs> that would be it? so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, whatever party pushes for that, I'm happy. I'm going for it. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you uh, the uh, you said something earlier about, and I know this is kind of changing gears, but uh, you said something about Pokemon that you oh, yeah. okay. that. Yeah. So one of the, uh, one of the ways we can feed our addictions is um is so again so I'm I'm an entrepreneur so <laughs> the idea is that you know if I have a, a passion or a hobby and something like that. I want to be able to enjoy it to its fullest, make money off it, and actually have at least anything that doesn't, you know, cut my productivity. Like I want to, you know, I want to spend my time on something. Let's make it benefit myself, my family, or whatever else, you know. Um, I'd be fine right now. Yeah, there's, there's too much to grab. Yeah, we have a whole storage room full of Pokemon stuff. But the idea is yeah. that, so you know, the the one of the biggest, the best beauties in the world is compound interest, right? So the idea is that um, there's very few things out there uh, that you can buy that will retain uh, what's that? That will retain a set value um, and never go beneath it. There's a few things out there. There's like you know, like um, uh, I'm sorry, very very few things out there. And even gold, silver, you know, currencies, whatever, they they can decrease the value, diminishing value. Historically speaking, and statistically speaking, one of the weirdest phenomenons in, in in you know consumerism is sealed Pokemon products in the twenty five years they've been around have not had a time where uh, a retail product had come out, especially yeah. like packs and whatnot, and ever sold less than the suggested retail price of that product. So hypothetically, you know, if you had you know, your money in a savings account for, you know, five years and like that, right? And the dollar, you know, inflation takes place, right? And you're obviously your interest on and savings account is not going to be anywhere near inflation, right? It's going to be yeah. a third of that. So you're not, you're losing money. If you're to buy 
all that money in Pokemon packs, for example, sealed Pokemon packs, and you were to wait the same 10 years, you would have had approximately, at, at this rate, approximately a uh, almost an 800 to 1,000% increase in value of that money you put in those packs. Just fairly ridiculous. Um, and it's weird things, even economists and measure things like that, they'd be like, yeah, there's very few things you could buy physically that retain value in We'll get only in the existence of the of the game or the existing of of this product sector existing has not gone down in value. So now cards are different. If you open up a pack, you have a card. Oh, you have a Charizard. It's worth a thousand bucks. That could be five hundred bucks next month. That could be two thousand bucks next month. There's a lot of speculation there, but it's a weird phenomenon that due to the the printing nature of how Pokemon works uh, and and how it is you know it's the most valuable brand in the world. Uh, but more above Coke and things like that, like you know, brand names. Wow. Like yeah. So, yeah. From the last I've known, it's the most valuable brand in the world. Holy um, shit. Yeah. And um, and because of that and this massive popularity, you can go and buy sealed Pokemon product, and in like within three to six months, you can pull at least twenty percent profit on that at minimum. Like usually, you buy it and you go online and sell five percent right away. Yeah. A lot of things. You know, you can buy certain things. You buy some things you don't buy. But the idea is, if you store your value, store some value in like these Pokemon products, and you flip them, the idea is that if you could take five hundred bucks, or say, oh, let's make hundred bucks, and you were to buy hundred bucks of the Pokemon product, and in a month you were to sell those products for twenty percent more than their value, you know, twenty bucks. The next month you buy one hundred twenty bucks for Pokemon, the same exact product, you know, but the, whatever the season is the time, you sell it the next month, you know, one hundred forty-four bucks, one hundred ninety-six. 200, blah, blah, blah. You keep, keep going up, right? It keeps adding up. Mm. And the idea is if with certain products that you can buy, you can sell at scale pretty easily. So if I have a, a thousand bucks of product, it's almost as easy to sell as a hundred bucks of product. It just depends on yeah. how you fit. it. Um, if you buy products for six months in Pokemon, right? You buy like you know, 500 bucks every single month or a thousand bucks every single month of Pokemon product. And then on that six month, you were to sell that first month's product at the, you know, at the current market price. Uh, and you then that money you, you buy again, you almost like a wine, like a, like a winery, you make two years with a wine, and you start selling. So every time you sell wine, you have two year old age wine, it's competitive, right? Right, and um, it's like the Pokemon, you have now compounding interest. And the idea is if you start with uh, you start with a thousand bucks at the end of two years, you have something like 190,000 bucks that's compounded by that point. If you do the 20% method, which typically you can sell for a lot more than that, so the longer you wait, so if you buy more products, you buy 12 months of product. Uh, Twelve month you buy, you sell that first month of product. You're selling it for like at a fifty to one hundred and twenty percent margin, like because usually like if you get holiday sets, if you buy the right stuff, and they don't reprint very often. People want to pay double pretty damn quickly for that stuff. Hmm. So now you're doubling your money and rebuying constantly, constantly, constantly. You're constantly compounding yeah. the interest, and the more you sell, the quicker you sell it, uh, the more you can put back into it. And if you keep doing it at the minimum twenty percent margin, you make a fuck ton of money. Now you know there's a lot of YouTubers out there. Airsofters, why not? People that do hobbyist YouTubers is typically the right. principle is how they how they do stuff in order to kind of fund that lifestyle. So, okay, if I'm an airsoft, well, I'm going to start buying resale retail products of airsoft. And what the people do now is they'll buy, you know, they'll get a wholesaler license and they'll buy a bunch of a gun that they know is going to sell out and they're making a certain amount of right away and sit on them for a bit, right? So they'll, oh, I'm going to go buy ten, um, you know, freaking, um, you know, uh, M249s, right? That are you know hard to come by new, right? Like you know, like the like the the full metal ones. I think was it not was it cyber gun? Somebody made a two four nine that was all metal. It was amazing. Everyone loves it, and it's like the yeah. one they don't make them anymore, and they sell for a lot of money. Um, 
to buy 10 of those. They'll sell five or six of them. They'll sit on the buy five or six for six months or a year. They'll put them on our website and they'll sell for like twice as much or they'll modify them and sell for even more than that because now it's like they're rare and upgraded. It's something I've always wanted. And, you know, and they just keep repeating Pokemon, you know, freaking sports, guns, uh, airsoft, you name it. You know, if you can say, I, I remove emotion from the product and I'm able to, you know, have my right. patent here and then have, you know, my, you know, my, my products here. And I can say, I'm, I'm buying this. I'm going to sell it right away at 20% profit. When it sells, it sells. They go every do that every single month and rebuy. Well, in two years, now you have six figures, almost, you know, two, almost 20,000 bucks in your pocket after, you know, just in a little bit. Right. And, you know, you're, that's your income. I mean, right. You just, you know, now you're doing that and you just keep cycling through and you pull out 10% a month and, you know, you have, you know, 10, 20,000 bucks a month just in Pokemon sales of what you're keeping in your pocket. And, you know, you get a warehouse. So that's the idea with that. And, um, now we're at the point where we've done this for about seven or eight months. We've been buying consistently every single month. Oh, okay. And, um, <clears throat> but we bought really smart. So we have a spreadsheet. So we keep track of every single card product. And then we buy it in a massive spreadsheet that's categorized per set. It's the most elaborate Pokemon uh, tracking site sheet lever frequency in your life. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's quite, you'll see it's, it's actually yeah. maxed out the yeah. capacity. Excel could be had to actually get a thing to expand the way Excel can process because it was such a big document we created. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. Mad. Oh, yeah. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> we it's, put a lot of, a lot of time into and Oh, yes. Lots of typing to yeah. build. That. Yeah, for but, sure. A lot of people, they, they've tried across the years, and you'll find, like, in Reddits or different forums, like, oh, you'll find, like, someone has done this for, you know, oh, this, you know, five or six sets here, and, you know, seven or eight mm-hmm. sets here, and two or three sets over here, but. No one's gone through and done it for all of the sets since the inception. Oh yeah, exactly. So every so, card, every set. I yeah. took about a month and a half. He was like, "You're doing the Pokemon community a service." I took a month and a half. I basically was not doing it. Like that was that my full time job. job. Yeah. That right. was full time job. For I just sat at a computer. I made an entry. I would all just day. entry all day, yeah. every day for all kinds it's of Pokemon, elaborate. and then yeah. trying to also then research. Okay. But, you know, oh, the website's saying, oh, it's just, you know, this data, easy. But if you start looking around, it's like, okay, but then there's also the promo cards for this set and make a separate yeah. section. The live cards, people don't you know, exist. You have to look at the research. Oh, this set had two or three cards that were variants or they had a printing error. So you need to log, okay, was well, this the normal card or the mm-hmm. one with the printing yeah, error? Exactly. Or is it the reverse file? Or is card. it the promo version of that? And then trying to just encapsulate it in each of those per set but yeah. there's like hundreds of sets and there's two you know, or, hundreds two of cards per set, set and each has like two to four variants and pokemon's mm-hmm. been for 25 years now yeah right. it's building up very quickly yeah. so the idea is that yeah so essentially with that spreadsheet we've come to find out that by buying and selling and we have mystery packs things we sell that we have it's called uh, yep. go by the 90s kids yeah um, uh, the name we have for the little pokemon business but uh is we um Basically, after buying and selling, we you know, people there have we found um, the kids selling boxes of cards. You know, we went to college. I've had these. I'm um, getting rid of these things for cheap, and they're like you know thousands of bucks of cards in a box, oh, yeah. for a few hundred bucks. There's um, people like there. Oh, I have a store. I bought a pallet, or I have try to get out of my collection, or whatever. You know, we buy smart, buy bulk of things that are very undervalued. 
um, by just constantly every day, just kind of looking at the hot spots of where to find things and being the first people to claim stuff. Or for our personal collection, and, um, and see, oh, wow, they have a lot of this particular yeah. set that we don't have much of. And they have, you know, bulk of a bunch of these other cards that, sure, we'll, we'll take them and we will find a way to reutilize them and help them pay for themselves and yeah. But by but by basically buying and selling and smart, essentially the spreadsheet now says that we've spent about uh, net six thousand dollars for just under thirty thousand bucks of product we have. So we we sell it right now at the yeah. market value. It's like twenty thousand, and net to date we've spent or invested in the last seven eight months about six thousand into that. Because you know we it always it was more like you know like a ten or eleven, but. Because of buying and selling, you know, that about 20-ish percent margin in the short term, even buying and selling stuff. Yeah. So it came out to be about 6000 which was about 20% under what we spent. And, but, yeah, no, but essentially buying smart, you know, and collecting up and saving. And as we, every, we constantly update our spreadsheets, the value goes up a lot because, you know, so Pokemon product never goes down. You know, it can go down from relative point. Like, say, if it's like a five, if a pack starts at, uh, which, you know, typically buy a booster box, two seventy two dollars $2.75 to... Three dollars and seventy-five cents. If you buy a booster box of thirty-six packs in a year, that same pack is going to be five, six bucks. Um, and right now, in this case, within seven months, last several sets that went out last year, now they're about five, six bucks a pack. And um, ones from four or five years ago, about thirty, forty, fifty bucks a pack. Um, now it's just like waiting three to four years. Now your packs are worth forty, yeah. fifty bucks each. You have hundreds of them in a box that you spent five hundred bucks on uh, that are now worth, you know five six thousand dollars right there choose to you know you can break it open and sell them individually or you you have that sealed product has even more value to it and yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah 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 i was talking with uh the only other person i talked with recently was uh john he uh he is the owner of full auto airsoft up in new jersey tight and uh he was talking about his pokemon yeah. And yeah, it was uh very interesting. He does the same mm-hmm. thing, been doing it for years. Yeah. And um it's actually funded a lot of his, you know, his business. Yeah, and that's uh, with Airsoft. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. But listen yeah. guys, it's been uh it's been really great to meet you guys. Same here, like uh, it. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate guys being on here. Uh so tell everybody again where uh all your stuff you got the Milsim Finder, you got yeah. uh com. So that's the, you want to look for, you want to know where the events are across the country, specifically Milsim events. You want to get some resources. You want to post an event, yada, yada. Even if it's like a small um, local, like uh, like an open play mini Milsim, mm-hmm. we take those admissions as well because, you know, hey, it's a Milsim event. You need to practice. You want to go somewhere. Uh, Milsimminder.com. You want to buy, sell, trade airsoft stuff. Um, link, you want to be able to link airsoft sales or requests on Facebook without being banned. Um, and in theory, because that's what, Terms and conditions. It looks like that's that's that works. That right. works so far with us. Yeah, it works so far. No one's had any problem with it. Um, uh, Milton BST. So MiltonBST.com. And then um, yeah, I mean yeah, we do uh, we we have different events and whatnot. You'll see us with Milton Finder shirts. Um, we have a group on Facebook, uh, uh, the Milton Finder. Uh, which we have linked at the website as well. Yep, is exactly. No mind the website will be there. The Facebook group join that. It's a lot of fun. We put memes and events and things like that. And you know, a lot of people like meet talk through there. It's just another resource. There's a bunch of them, but you know, it's, and then you have it's, it's uh, and you have your Instagram. Oh uh, yeah, so we're, we're we haven't started a Milson Finder Instagram yet, simply because of very few of the people that 
dude, Milsims, they are so much more for Facebook than Instagram. They'd be more for the yeah. community. Well, they're used to that, yeah. Yes, it is. We're going to try. Grace, you have your, yeah, the way I found you. What's your uh, Instagram again? I forget. So my Instagram is my name, which is okay. Grace Von Seckendorf. It is, it is yeah, very at Grace Von Seckendorf. And then yeah. at, uh, for me, uh, Bunker Studio, STL, B U N K R Studio, yep. STL. If you search Studio STL on Instagram, usually it comes up first. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's well, I'll tag all these in the uh, video as well. Perfect. And I can send you uh, the different details. Oh, yeah, That'd be great. But yeah, no, I'll send you details for, because um, we do, we have Milsim Finder. Uh, if you happen to be interested in any music video work, we also do travel. Oh, yeah, videography um, for so, all events, you know, yeah. music videos. Hey, listen, stuff, speaking so, of that, yeah. I'm, I'm horrible at writing little descriptions for like these, these podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you want to, you know, send me a, Whatever you want me to put in there, mm-hmm. I would welcome it all day. <laughs> okay, and twice yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, I mean, also, I mean, as what I do, like I've, you know, what what got me into the entertainment industry is I did, you know, YouTube um, managing work, MCN work, things like that. I did, I did yeah. manage channels for uh, Black IP, Jennifer Lopez, and Ariana Grande, um, about seven, eight-ish years ago. Uh, Relax, you know, when I was in college, that was my summer job, but. Uh, but did that? I do you know, YouTube videos, marketing, things like that, uh, websites, promotion, ads, things of that nature. So, if you personally, too, with this channel and whatnot, if you never need any YouTube advice, girl, if you want graphics, you want to do a thing where all oh, your video has a cool looking thing around it, and you can have subscribers come and you want to do a live, hit me up because you know I help people out with their media channels and their their content um, marketing. That's why my degree is content. Okay, a couple of degrees, but one of them is content marketing. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so let me know because, uh, it's, it's what I do all day, every day. Yeah. Make, make, yeah, that'd be great. Cause I, uh, after three years of doing this, uh, I'm, I shouldn't be struggling as much as I am with this technology. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's always yeah. ways to streamline things too. Yeah. There's ways where yeah, you can streamline it. Super For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you again, guys. It's been awesome. Thank yeah. you so oh, much. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. And maybe, maybe. Uh, I will see you in uh, Carlisle. Yes, you will. <laughs> you will see us out there because it's in your backyard, man. Uh, We're going to be uh, here. So hopefully I we- know. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. You guys have a good night. You too. Thank you. Thank you. you. It's a pleasure. Yeah.